0: Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe. NBA champions. Football. Got it at the fire, and into the end zone touchdown. Hockey. score. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus, the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773 572 3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Phone. Call the Sports Efficient at area code 646 876 9923 and enter the PIN 287 723 4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts Chris Devon, Barry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks.
1: Well, hello, and welcome to the Sports Lounge Live. Chris will give you all the details. I'm just kind of in the way, but here we are. Go ahead, Chris. Oh,
2: to our agenda, yeah. we do want to with with Bill's procedure coming up up on Friday. We just want we just want him to know that from all of us on the Sports Lounge Live staff that our thoughts and yes. and prayers go out to him, and he'll be he's going to be fine. He'll be back with us.
3: Real soon. In two or three weeks, Uh-oh. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a couple, three weeks, whatever it's going to be. But, yep, yeah, we sure do. Okay, well, first of all, happy St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a little closer to normal this year than it was last year, but uh, still kind of a strange... Our holidays are sort of bouncing back a little bit. So this is March 16th, 2021 show number one thirty-five, and a busy show. It is, this is, you know, we haven't uh, done a show of course on Tuesdays before the NCAA. And this is probably, uh, probably would be the busiest show of the year because this is, we got all kinds of information for you and all kinds of conjecture and whatever else we've got. We should do our final four picks. I didn't even think about that, but we should do that when we get to the right point for it. So anyhow, um, so we have uh, that, and we have uh, we have the NCAA schedule, and uh, Perry has very kindly recorded it for us, like he did with the bowl schedule. So when we get through our uh, round through the panel, then, uh, or our panel round, I guess we can call it. It sounds like a quiz show that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, Perry can uh, do that, um, and then uh, we will hear that. We will talk about college basketball. I've got the NIT schedule. It's a, a smaller one, but we will do that as well. Then uh, w- there's other college sports uh, going we'll, on. We'll even
2: talk about the women a little
3: bit. Firings, yeah, we got the, the little women women's information. <laughs> then we then we will go to uh, the NFL because tomorrow begins the new fiscal year or whatever of NFL signings and, and player transactions. Things bec- start to become uh, official, but there's a lot of uh, things that have happened that are will happen. You know, they're just unofficial for now, and we've got a bunch of those, and we'll talk about that. Then we will uh, go to baseball. Uh, We're getting closer to the season, only a couple more weeks, and then NBA, and then finally the NHL. So uh, it's going to be a busy night. Dog must like baseball, Chris. Uh, Uh, Yes, she does. They do. Hey, remember, whatever happened, how come dogs don't run on the field anymore? (laughs) <laughs> we were no, kids, no, they no. cat. Do. Now, the cats yeah, Well, there was a cat. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they used to have. Uh, it happened every time. Certainly, all the high school games had dogs run on the field. I don't never hear about it anymore. <laughs>
4: well, okay. of course, when fans were allowed at, at baseball parks, they used to have uh, dog days, and dogs did used to run on the field when that when that
3: happened. Yeah, they never had dog days here. We had ladies days. So we never had dog days. I don't know. Don't anyway, go there. <laughs> yeah, I know I won't. I won't. You, can, you know, because of uh, my comments about somebody who went there who blamed his <laughs> diabetes. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. we have we have the death list and uh, for this week, uh, Steve Hurtmeyer, uh, seventy seven years. Old. He was a college and a pro uh, coach and uh, San Diego Chargers GM. Joe Tate, 83 years old, one of the best basketball announcers, did the Cleveland uh, voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers for many years, couldn't work for Ted Stepien, so he got out of there for two years, and then did Indian baseball also on radio and TV. Norm Sherry, 89 years old, backup catcher, and pitching coach, uh, catcher for the Dodgers. The brother of Larry Sherry, I never knew that they were brothers, but I used to hear their names and sort of mix them up sometimes. As a matter of fact, I was when I was writing it down. I said, oh, the relief pitcher. Oh, no, that's not, mm-hmm. not, not him. So anyway, so no- Norm Sherry and the story about him uh, that will be interesting, I think. Marvin Hagler, of course, 66 years old. Robert will want to talk about that, of course. the interest, you
5: know, interesting stuff coming out after his
3: death. Of yeah, that, man, that was one, too. Yeah, where does Thomas Hearns get off saying anything? Anyway, yeah. so um, he's, you know, 66 he took, years old. He took too many punches, guys. I don't know. But, uh, you know, anyhow, the the thing is, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. And middleweight, former middleweight champion, uh, uh, Calvin Jackson, a defensive back for Miami uh, Dolphins. And then Frankie Dula Cruz, a well-traveled relief pitcher. He didn't play much in the majors, but he traveled, boy. He played in every league almost in the world. So we'll <laughs> talk about him a little bit. So anyway, so my my comment as I go through, and by the way, we will have uh, Rick uh, next. Rick Rick Swan is our uh, second. He he hits behind the runners very well, so he's number two, <laughs> and he's um, he's uh, here in um, uh, Braintree, Massachusetts, right next door to me and Quincy, and uh, he'll have what he has to say. But I I got the the bad side and the good side of our political climate here. We had two. We had a good, a bad story and a feel good story. Um, we had a. Uh, a guy from Sepulpa, Oklahoma, and I did um, forgot to write his name down, but he doesn't need any more publicity because he's, he's Yeah,
5: he's not an actual radio announcer, but he's one of these internet guys that does high school games.
3: Right. Well, no, that, yeah. Like the the thing is, I mean, he's on. He's yeah. you know he's streaming the game, and yep. was it on TV or on the radio? Was it on cable TV or it, on ra- radio? It was on the internet. It was on the internet, but on so people area. could see the game, or could they yeah. just hear the game?
5: No, they could hear have, it. It was an, internet, ra- an like internet radio. A lot of high schools, do they have radio internet right. broadcasts where they, could, they have these streaming services, and yeah.
3: So, so uh, apparently, this was a prep school game in Oklahoma near Tulsa, and... Uh, one of the teams uh, knelt for the national anthem. A lot of black girls, it was girls basketball, and a lot of the girls knelt for the Chris, national anthem. Chris, it was anthem. the
2: Norman, Oklahoma girls basketball team. Is okay.
3: That's correct. And, and they knelt, knelt of for City. the na- national anthem. And this guy, uh, the mic was on, and he said he didn't know, of course. So we all hear that story. And he <laughs> said uh, he used the N-word about them doing that. First of all, you know, where's he been? It's four years ago. You still want to talk about that? I mean, people are going to do what they're going to do. Until we get this country, you know, uh, people feel better about the justice system and feel things are more equal. That's kind of just what's going to happen and deal with it, and, you know, too bad. He blamed it on his sugar for his diabetes and uh, all that, and that's ridiculous. Yes, but it is. There's a good story about Julian Edelman, and uh, he is an open letter to uh, Myers Leonard, who's a center and power forward for the Miami Heat, who uh, apparently was playing a video game, and somebody found out somehow that he called— a girl, uh, the K well, word, a, a, when, a, when you play,
5: when you play the video game, a lot of these video games on Twitch, your mics are on and you communicate with people and so okay. you can communicate. And so when you make a comment, other people playing the game can hear what you say.
3: Right. So there's a Jewish slur that begins with K and yeah. he called this girl a K, uh, you know, a, a yeah. K bitch or whatever yeah. he called her. And right. so Julian Edelman, um, And he got fined for it uh, by the uh, NBA, I guess, you know. Right. But Julian Edelman um, invited him to a Shabbat in uh, Miami. He says, I get down there fairly often, and, you know, maybe we can get together and just talk and, you know, get to know each other a little bit. And a little bit like the Beer Summit. Remember the Beer Summit in 2009? I mean, you know, he's trying to make something positive out of it. He is uh, a— commented about, uh, you know, these things before, about the anti-Semitism that does come up in sports, and uh, that's good. He, he's making a positive out of something that, uh, you know, wasn't And, like I cool. Myers
5: Leonard, I think in his, di- I don't think he meant it. I don't think he, now this other guy is just an idiot. Like I said, the, the town that the guy was calling the game for is near Tulsa, and, of course, Norman's over near Oklahoma City where, you know, University of Oklahoma is. And, yeah, like I said, the streaming service that provides – the broadcast, the radio broadcast for it, let him go. And he's apparently somebody just in the community that they got to do the game, some local townsman. And yeah. <laughs>
2: well, the thing always, is, always problem, assume, though, we, if you're, when you're doing yeah. something if you're on a on a mic yeah. i don't care what you're yeah. doing assume that mike is, right. not, assume assume is. Yes. But the is. other the
3: other thing too that uh, with with the, with uh, myers leonard that he didn't mean it's so it's the problem is it's so at the top of his mind to say something like that that means he was raised you know wrong in a community that raised him wrong that's the point that it's too much and then so was this with this guy yeah. the n-word same thing we're not people aren't being raised properly to just not be thinking. They're just always thinking about that too much. It's too near the top of their mind. Mm-hmm. This whole country has to change. That's all I'm saying. Because it's just too, it's ridiculous.
6: Yeah. Julian Edelman has done this before with when, a couple of years ago when Deshaun Watson, uh, Deshaun Jackson, made a, yeah. uh, an anti-Semitic remark and he,
5: yeah, he, he got, you know, he, he invited
6: them to sit down with them and talk to him and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: And, and, yeah. He knows Myers-Leonard is probably not a bad guy. A lot of it is. And, and and be to be it, let's and be
2: honest. Myers-Leonard was remorseful after this all came out. So he I mean, was. it's, yeah, it's Leonard not like, was it's sure. not like you, some people who, you know,
3: it's not yeah, like yeah, this other, other guy, guy who made to, the excuse. He, he wasn't trying to blame he, it like the, the other guy. The right. other guy was no, he blaming was not, everything.
5: He was, not trying to, he was not trying to blame, and that's why I said you got to be careful. These video games nowadays, they're very interactive. You all hear each other. It's uh, not like before where you're at home and you just you cuss out the video game when you mess up on Madden. It's very inter. You all hear each other now. You I'm just careful. I'm just
2: glad, though, that, uh, that we're not on the air when I'm watching uh, like a Northern Iowa basketball game or the Rams during that Super Bowl you, you I, never would not, that I wouldn't want you guys, I wouldn't want you guys to
3: hear some of the stuff that I would say well I hope the mothers understand with these guys that live in their basements and play video games all the time and guys, where, where, who are those girls what's going on now right.
5: <laughs> those guys some of them are making millions of dollars but let me tell you esports oh, no has become a huge industry and people pay oh, no. that's something that it, maybe I can talk about that in the summer when we don't have as much about how e- the esports industry and how people pay and watch these people
3: in like esports arenas, virtual yeah. arenas. That's we better get to we better get
2: Rick though. Or we're yeah, going to so be there we next
3: week. I'm sure Rick is chomping at the bit. what's going on with you? Well, I just
6: first I just want to request that Robert never put me on one of his Mount Rushmores because I saw what happened to Marvin Hagler. Oh, I
4: had no, I had no idea that was
6: coming. And I just want to wish everybody a, a happy St. Patrick's Day and uh, turn it over to O'Perry.
2: <laughs> well, you know what? It's a busy week around here. It, we have um, we were 70 degrees the other day. Now we're back to 35. But uh, lots of basketball around here. Our four uh, women's teams made tournaments. Have won two of them in the WNIT, two of them in the NCAA, and then, of course, we have Drake and Iowa in the NCAA. So... Basketball fans in our state are getting excited for, you know, the games that start on, for the women on Friday and for the for Drake on Thursday, and then Iowa kicks in on Saturday. So mm-hmm. it's a busy time around here. Uh, Bill, I'll bet it's even busier where you're at.
1: It has been kind of busy, but it's not every week you're getting prep. I just got back from the hospital to do the pre-admission and all that stuff so getting all the stuff juggled around it's been a little busy but hey this will pass we'll get over this and consider it as done so that's pretty much i've been watching a lot of the of course, NCAA basketball, and also I'm keeping an eye on the NFL free agency and doing that kind of stuff and MLB. So I know I've got plenty of time to do that to recover. Know, the by stuff the way,
2: Bill, before you before we we go away from you, um, I, the Reds are doing different things with their broadcast. Have you noticed that? Because it sounds like that Chris Welsh is going to do some radio this year and. Uh, stuff like that.
1: Well, they could because
2: he said. Well, he was on yesterday, and he was with Tommy Thrall, and he said he's going to do quote dozens of radio games this year
1: because Jeff is going to be on television. Right is why, and that's why, and so we'll see how that works out. But he, but
2: I think you would agree he's not as as good, as excitable, and he, as I should say excitable, as Brantley as Brantley's good.
1: Uh, no, there's no question.
3: And I assume that, that uh, he's not going to do, or is, is he going to do play-by-play? Because uh, Jeff Brantley does play-by-play. I don't know that he'll do that on the radio. Do you
2: think I don't, he will? I, that I don't
1: know. I don't think, yeah. uh, I don't think so will... They've cut Brantley down and to know, the fourth time. I don't think Brantley
2: has done as much play-by-play bill as he has in the past either. Did he? No, last he
1: year? only does the fourth and seventh innings. He used to do third, fourth, and seventh innings. So, yeah. So, but yeah. now they've cut him down to two. So, well, okay. That's where it, is Isn't it here. Isn't just? N-
2: isn't it just nice, though, you guys, that we're actually talking about an entire baseball season this yeah, year? Yeah, that is
3: going to be good. Really Very, good. very, very And, good. and we won't we'll – be able to say it's a, it's a, not a marathon – you know, it's not a sprint, right. it's a marathon. Again. <laughs> and that, that was – because I missed that last year.
1: So, so just remember
2: – Robert re- –
3: oh,
1: go ahead, Bill. I'm just going to say, just remember, Dave Rekers will be sitting – in next week he probably won't talk though so but he'll be here
2: we will we will make sure though that we thank him for that because you know good for him good it's good of him to volunteer to do that for us that's right okay robert Robert. what's up
4: well uh weather is beautiful here it's good to have baseball on that's what i'm listening to now uh looking forward to the baseball season starting and and uh uh, we're just going to have a good good show i really don't have much to add this week so well, you got a NASCAR go. winner for NASCAR. us, don't you? Oh yeah, I've got a NASCAR <laughs> and a golf. Uh the golf, Justin Thomas won the players. And uh in NASCAR um in NASCAR, it was Martin Truex Jr., so somebody else we finally heard of, and they will be in Atlanta next week.
3: So They were in uh, Phoenix uh, this past week, yeah, right? That's correct, yeah.
5: The fifth different winner.
4: No,
3: no yep. repeat winners nope. so far this year. No, well, and, make for uh, a they, wild uh, cop uh, chase, and, then. And they were, saying, they were so talking
4: easy. about, with as talented as all the drivers are this year, there's a possibility where... We're, uh, we may not have a multiple winner this
5: year, so who knows? And one reason we're hitting the golf, we said the Players Championship has almost pretty much become <laughs> that fifth major because. Yep. And if you remember, that was the last sporting event that was going on. That was you know last year they they finished the first round of the Players Championship, and that's what yeah. you know.
3: And that's and right, because that would have ended, ended after the uh, exhibition game. So yeah, that's, that's correct.
5: Right. Yep. Yeah, that ended after. Yeah, so that was the last sporting event that went on because so yeah but anyway uh, well had a good week here in Austin uh, baseball Texas beat South Carolina big South uh, top 10 top 10 battle I mean swept sweeping uh, South Carolina I won't repeat what Bucky Godbolt said on the radio about, well, <laughs> Texas spanking, and of course South Carolina, you know, known as Gamecocks, so just uh, insert, you yeah. know, where he went with that. Okay. So, okay. You know, where he went with that, but well, anyway. He went, uh, to, he
3: went to B.C. He can't uh, hold it in all of no, that. No, I know.
5: mean, it wasn't anything that would get him thrown okay. off the air. It wasn't any, but it was, it was a very much a, a thing that we're going to stay away from here, but do you get the innuendo what he said? Yeah. Talking about it. But anyway, uh, you know, we got to pretty good poll question tonight where we're going to talk about our March madness memories. That's right. March madness memories. Anybody that has some good ones. And of course, when we get to that or on any topic, you can call in at 876 and Then hit code two eight seven seven two three forty six hundred. Hit the pound key twice. Star nine, raise your hand on the phone. I'll wind the computer more key on your smart device, uh, smartphone, whatever. Uh, also, you can leave us messages. The best ways are sports lounge at allthingsradio.net or 773-572-7715. Do not mark the message private, so that way all of us can hear it. Uh, so, anyway, like I said, poll question is March Madness Memories. So, speaking of March Madness, shall we get into it with the schedule, I
2: guess? So,
1: yeah. I think we shall. We do have the schedule. Here we go, Perry.
2: Here are your TV commentators for this year's NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. Thursday, March 18th, 5.10 p.m., True TV, Assembly Hall, 16 Texas Southern, 16 Mount St. Mary's, uh, Brad Nessler, Steve Lavin, Avery Johnson, and Evan Washburn. 6.27 p.m., TBS, Mackey Arena, 11 Drake and 11 Wichita State, Brian Anderson, Jim Jackson, and Allie LaForce, 8.40 p.m., True TV, Assembly Hall, 16 Appalachian State, 16 Norfolk State, And uh, the Brad Nessler crew again, 9.57 p.m., TBS, Mackey Arena, 11 UCLA, 11 Michigan State. That's the Brian Anderson crew again. First round, and this is on Friday the 19th, 12.15, CBS, Hinkle Fieldhouse, 10 Virginia Tech, 7 Florida. Jim Nance, Bill Raftery, Grant Hill, Tracy Wolfson. 12.45 p.m. True TV, Banker's Life Fieldhouse, 14 Colgate, 3 Arkansas, Spiro Didis, Brendan Haywood, and Lauren Shahadi. I hope I got that right. 1.15 p.m. TBS, Farmers Coliseum, 16 Drexel, 1 Illinois, Kevin Harlan, Dan Bonner, Dana Jacobson, 145 TNT Assembly Hall, 11 Utah, 6 Texas Tech, Carter Blackburn, Debbie Antonelli, and Washburn, I assume that being, being Evan Washburn, who was earlier. 3 o'clock p.m., CBS, Mackey Arena, 15 Oral Roberts, 2 Ohio State, Ian Eagle, Jim Smonarkel, and Jamie Erdahl. 3.30 p.m., True TV, Lucas Oil Stadium, Unity South, 16 Hartford, 1 Baylor Lisa Byington Steve Smith and AJ Ross 4pm TBS Kinkle Fieldhouse 9 Georgia Tech 8 Loyola Chicago Nance Raftery Hill and Wolfson 4.30pm TNT Bankers Life Fieldhouse 12 Oregon State, 5 Tennessee, Adidas, Haywood and Shahadi again. Friday evening, March 19th, 6:25 p.m. TBS, Farmers Coliseum, 13 Liberty, 4 Oklahoma State, Harlan Bonner and Jacobson, 7:10. CBS, Mackey Arena, 9 Wisconsin, 8 North Carolina, e- Eagle, Spinarkle, Ertl, 715, True TV, Assembly Hall, 15 Cleveland State, 2 Houston, Blackburn, Antonelli, and Washburn, 725, TNT, Lucas Oil Stadium, Equality North, 13 North Texas, 4 Purdue, Tom McCarthy, Avery Johnson, and Ross, 9.20 p.m., TBS, Bankers Life Fieldhouse, 10 Rutgers, 7 Clemson, uh, Didis, Haywood, and Shahadi again, 9.40 p.m., CBS, Hinkle Fieldhouse, yeah. 11, Syracuse, yeah. 6, San Diego State, yeah. Nance, Raftery Hill, and Wolfson, 9, yeah. 50 p.m., True yeah. TV, yeah. Lucas Oil Stadium, Unity South, yeah. 14, Moorhead State, yeah. 3, West Virginia, yeah. Byington, Smith, and Ross, yeah. 9:57 yeah. TNT, yeah. Farmers Coliseum, 12 Winthrop, 5 Villanova, Har, uh, Kevin Harland, uh, Dan Bonner, and Dana Jacobson. These are Saturday, twelve fifteen, CBS, Kinkle Fieldhouse, 12 Georgetown, 5 Colorado, Andrew Catalan, Steve... Steve Lapis and Ross. I'm guessing this is the same Ross we had earlier. 1245, True TV, Banker's Life Fieldhouse, 13, UNC Greensboro, 4, Florida State, uh, Brian Anderson and Jim Jackson and Allie LaForce, 115, TBS, Farmers Coliseum, 14 Eastern Washington, 3 Kansas, Brad Nestler, Steve Lavin, and Evan Washburn. 1.45 p.m. TNT, Assembly Hall, 9 St. Bonaventure, 8 LSU, Car- Carter Blackburn, Debbie Antonelli, and Dana Jacobson. 3 p.m. CBS, Mackey Arena, Six, uh, this is the winner of Mount St. Mary's in Texas Southern they will play um, Michigan Ian Eagle, Jim Spinarkel and Jamie Ertle 330, True TV Lucas Oil Stadium Unity South 12 UC Santa Barbara 5 Creighton Byington Smith and Shahadi. 4 p.m. TBS Hinkle Fieldhouse 15 Iona 2 Alabama Andrew Catalan um, Steve Lapis, and Ross 4:30 p.m. TNT Bankers Life Fieldhouse The winner of Wichita State and Drake and they play USC This is Brian Anderson Jim Jackson and Allie LaForce Saturday evening six twenty-five PBS. Farmers Coliseum 15 Grand Canyon to Iowa Brad Nessler Steve Lavin and and um, Washburn 710 CBS Mackey Arena ten Maryland seven Yukon Iron Eagle, Jim Spinarkle, and Jamie Ertle. 7.15, Crew TV, Assembly Hall. 13, Ohio, 4, Virginia. Carter Blackburn, Debbie Antonelli, Dana Jacobson. 7.25, TNT, Lucas Oil Stadium, Equality North. 9, Missouri, 8, Oklahoma. Tom McCarthy, uh, Johnson, somebody named Johnson, and Shahadi. (laughs) Sorry, it's a little hard to remember all these names as we go through these. 9.20 p.m., TBS, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. The winner of the Norfolk State-Appalachian State, they play Gonzaga. Brian Anderson and Jim Jackson, Allie LaForce. 9.40 CBS, Hinkle Fieldhouse, the winner of Michigan State, UCLA. That's an 11 seed matchup on Thursday. And they play 6 BYU. Andrew Catalan, Steve Lapis, and Ross. 950, True TV, Lucas Oil Stadium, Unity South. 14 Abilene Christian, three Texas, Byington Smith and Shahadi, nine fifty seven, TNT, Farmers Coliseum, ten VCU, seven Oregon, Nestler Levin Washington. That is your first round schedule. And there we go. So that is your All schedule. Right. And by the the North and South, the only thing that means is there are two courts in. The, uh, Luke, you know, we're at the Lucas Oil Fieldhouse and the North and the South, that's just what court it is, so... And and that's all all the
5: unity unity and <clears throat> equality for this. that's the big theme, you know, that they're, they're all going by, you know, right now the yeah. unity and right. equality,
3: so... And, and that, it makes court, it sound like you're at a convention because <laughs> yeah. you go to rooms like this, Unity North and Equality South, or whatever. You and know, when you go some to a, like, a some convention. of those announcers,
2: she, I'm I'm not familiar with some of the some of the reporters I'm not familiar with, and uh, yeah. the I believe I'm, I hope I pronounced her name correctly. This Lisa Byington, I'm not that familiar with her either. I heard so. of
5: her? She's she's done some play by play, I think, with CBS Sports Network, and she's done. You know, she's done a few games on there, so she's never done any out of the big CBS, but I think because since Marv's not doing games anymore, you know, and he's not doing any of the college games, I think she kind of moved in to that spot. Plus, since they're having the seven the seven courts now where Norma, you know, they're having the seven, they are they're putting people at, you know, they're, they're spreading them yeah, out. They needed more announcers. and I They mean, did, they not did because
2: nobody's doing – I did not find see anybody doing four games a day.
5: No, I think, I think there's no more than three games at each court. in of course, the way it's being done this year, the Midwest and the South are Friday, Sunday. The East and the West are Saturday, Monday. Now, here's a little caveat to that. They didn't think about this, and there was no way around this with BYU getting in. You know, BYU doesn't play on Sundays they're in the East region, if BYU advances to the Sweet 16, if they get past the Michigan State-UCLA winner and get past Texas, get to the Sweet 16, then the East and the Midwest will flip-flop, then on that next weekend, the East will move to Saturday, Monday, and the Midwest will be Sunday, Tuesday, because right now, the Friday-Sunday regions... Our Saturday Monday on uh, the Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight, and the Sun the Saturday Monday regions are Sunday Tuesday. That's what, but they will flip flop so that BYU can play. But you know, like I said, BYU. I mean, we'll see how they do. Michigan State, Michigan State's down. UCLA's right. Uh, they're what they are. But and then we got the. And so far, it's already passed. The deadline passed. It does not look like Kansas or Virginia or any of these teams have pulled out. Uh, There is a a
2: little bit of news. Let me give it. I'll give it to you. Al, if you want to unmute, we will get to you right after I give this news. uh, If you want to go ahead and unmute. Um, The news is this. Every team has cleared protocol except Virginia, which is expected to clear protocol on Friday. Now remember, Virginia had some positive tests. They they are pretty sure they're going to be able to play. But it just came across a few minutes ago that if there is a the only problem there is at least right now is Virginia.
3: So now uh, we'll keep keep what what happened to the deadline that we were supposed to have. Well, if Virginia can't
2: play, if Virginia can't play, it goes as a as a non contest.
3: Yeah, it's a no, it's non, a, it's a, well, it'll no be, con- be a
2: non-contest, is what they're going to call yeah, it.
3: Non-contest,
2: ne- right. Yeah, okay. non-contest. Right. Okay.
3: So, in other words, none of the standbys are getting in. This is that the is day. correct. No, so, is those things. four teams, no,
2: Chris, no, you will nope. have them coming up here in a few minutes. Right. But, hey, Al, Al, nope. hold on, hold on, guys. Al, what's up? We'll get to you, and then we'll get to some other things.
3: Hey, Al. Hey, Al. Al.
5: Star six,
2: Al. Star six. Okay.
5: There I we go. Not. All right. Well, okay. okay. Speaking of protocol, speaking of protocol, six referees will not be. They have been at right. home. So, and I think Al is, Al, famous, Al is. Okay,
2: guys, Al is unmuted now. Al, go ahead. Okay, okay. go
5: ahead, Al. Oh, okay, it's not
2: Al. It's Dick. Uh, Dick, oh, Dick, oh Dick. I had the wrong number. <laughs> for shame, for shame. See, all oh. the Dick, oh, all man. these all these area codes, Dick, that you knew it was gonna get me at some point, didn't you? <laughs> I understand
3: that. Yeah, that's oh, okay. We won't be a... the firing
2: squad this time. Okay. Listen. Go ahead, uh, Dick. Oh. What happened? What what happened? What, Dick? What
6: happened?
3: Oh, you wanted to be L. I don't know. Well, the referees that are not going hold on, to be hold on, there. Guys.
2: D- Dick, go ahead and hit the star sixty. And when I hit the lower hand, it muted him again. So, Dick, that oh, was.
3: I, I think I'm. I think, there you is. hear me now? No, oh, you the are. system. The yeah, there system got you. So go ahead, uh, Dick. I tell you what. Um, <laughs> it, wanted, it
2: wanted to give me a second chance to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. Um, okay, go ahead.
3: Well,
6: for Bill, first of all, I want to wish Bill good luck in his surgery. Yeah. Uh, I know he'll come through with uh, flying colors. And secondly, I'm calling the vent here. Okay. Uh,
4: being a long-suffering Bears fan, I understand <laughs> they just got Andy Dalton. Oh, they did. Break. That is correct. Yes. yes. Give me a break. A so bomb. your core, your well, quarterback's going into camp are Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. Yeah, we'll, yeah I well, think I'll,
3: Andy Dalton. I'll, I'll defend, and he's uh, you know, admittedly, he's been on my fantasy team, and he's he, when the Bengals had some weapons, he was pretty good. So yeah, I, I think, think he'll do okay. I think compare, he'll do okay. We'll Compared to Trubisky and, and uh, Foles that they've had in the last four or five years, I think Dalton's an upgrade. Uh, not by and, much. I, I'm disappointed. Oh,
5: <laughs> is, uh, is, is the, uh, uh, the March Madness is going to be on um, Alexa? Yes.
2: yes. You, what you want to do, Dick, is you there is a skill. It is You enable March Madness, ah, and that would work. And there is also one you enable Westwood One Sports, and you should be able to get it on either one of those.
0: I'm not good. You're having um, eight channels, eight yes. channels for the eight
2: seven channels. Sports that's and the correct.
3: Lipper. Yeah, yeah. Well, good yeah. because I, I don't follow television. They don't tell you what's going on at all. No, no, they don't yeah. give you the score or anything. So uh, yeah, you don't. Well, I understand you, know, but um, <laughs> you can see it there, but I can't. Oh, right.
4: Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan gives the score when he's yeah,
2: on Kevin
5: Harlan TV. does. Yeah. But yeah, yeah Westwood pretty good. One Ryan should. Pretty
2: good but Westwood One should um, that that should that should be pretty good.
5: Yeah, they're okay. the each court has their own channel, and then yeah. the whip around channel. Yeah.
3: Okay, there you
5: go. Well, that'll be
3: fun. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. no, no, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, we got we got Chip last year. You know, it's one yeah, thing we, sure we yeah. did have sort of a baseball season. We had sort of a football. You know, we, the NFL was pretty close. We had NBA and you know the bubble. I mean, we had had well, <laughs> most things. But we we totally lost March Madness. That was too bad.
0: Yeah, one thing yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. that we
3: won for work, I call in sick from work too. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, i been taking it was vacation days. Fun to do that. The yeah. one
2: thing, Chris, that we did get last year that you know, if for those who are younger, is you did get some of these classics, you know, like the '82 yeah. and things like that. That people, yep. you know, some oh, people. Yeah you know, didn't know. So you did get mm-hmm. to hear those. You got to hear Kaywood Ledford and some of those voices. So. Yep. That's oh right. My goodness. That's the one
3: great thing great, that great came out of it. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so that's the that's referees that are not, and, and, and even, and I don't follow referees that closely, but I mean, even some of these I've heard of Ted Valentine, John uh, Higgins, Hollywood Higgins, I guess they call him Roger yes. Ayers, John Gaffney, uh, Kip, uh, Kissinger, Kissinger. and, uh, uh, what's, uh, Ray, uh, Ray Natelli, I guess is his name, and Steve... Uh, oh, no, that's it. Yeah, Ray Natelli. That's sick. Right. So this is, I guess, there was uh, one one person uh, tested positive, and there was uh, contact tracing was the rest of it, right? Right.
0: Yes. The, yeah. What,
2: they did, what yeah. they did, Chris, is they got their... Their hotels were not ready, and apparently they were a bit hungry, so they yeah. uh, went, out to, went eat, out to eat, and uh, one tested positive, and... The, the, because the other five were with that one, they were sent home, yep. and, and then they are done for the whole tournament. They will not be able you know, because if you win in the first round, that's how you advance to the second round as an official.
3: Okay. Yeah. So yeah. And so and, instead
2: of 100 officials this year, I was read an article today, they have 60. So, those yeah, guys are they, going to be officiating found, lots of have, games.
5: They have four replacements replacing the six, though. They brought four. They had right. four standing by, and you know, like I said, it's it's interesting, but like I said, we're just waiting on Virginia, but Virginia felt they could be ready by Friday, so right. we didn't have to have one of those four. Now, here's now, what's the two of those.
2: The, it's talking about these officials, the ones that I know the most, um, well, three of them, of course, we know TV Ted, <laughs> T- Ted Valentine. Oh, we all yes. know Ted, yes. Yes, but oh, I Ted. mean, uh, you know, Ted has done games in the Midwest, uh... John Higgins, Hollywood Higgins, he's he officiates Big Ten, Big Twelve, Missouri Valley, as does Kip yeah. Kissinger. So I only I know of those three. Now, Sean, d- yeah. do you know? D- I mean, do you know the other three? Those are the three I know
5: from the Big Twelve, especially TV, especially good old Ted. Oh, and, and, well, Hollywood, and Hollywood
2: Higgins has had his issues too.
5: Texas fans love Ted. (laughs) (laughs) If you know the official's name, then you know. It can be a problem, yeah. Yes, that's right.
3: It can be a problem.
5: But, you know, commenting on some of this, what's interesting, Gonzaga, they're the overall number one seed. And how about this? They, I mean, they they have a pretty easy path because, like you just talked about, Virginia and Kansas are both in that west region with them let's say virginia isn't able and then somehow kansas because
2: remember kansas, kansas is, also a, had kansas is apparently the kansas is there now yeah so kansas is there well,
5: virginia i think virginia is there but no virginia testing, but can, but virginia
2: cannot no virginia cannot fly in until friday because of their uh multiple positive tests so that's oh, the one that's, that's little, the one we have to watch
5: Okay, so I'm surprised, but but you know they they had that, and Kansas is there, but if something happens, and all of a sudden somebody tests comes up, you, I mean Gonzaga's is really going to have an easy pass. No. I mean they got.
2: I mean, know, I suppose and, the you would have, the only thing you would say is, I mean, when they played Iowa, that was a I wouldn't say it was a great game, but it was an okay game. So Iowa might give them a little bit of a run. I
4: I, I, yeah, I, I have like, a question I, I, if. I, yeah. If they knew that Virginia was still having, po- uh, you know, positive tests and stuff. No, well, they, they didn't haven't any.
2: They have any po- they haven't had any since last week. But Virginia to- said that by this Friday, they will be good to go.
3: Well, they have to have, they have seven days seven in a row of, 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 positive, of negative tests. And remember,
2: there's one player with Kansas that tested positive. He will not play and i don't want to give a name i've heard stories about who it is but i don't want to give a name but um a lot of the story that i heard with the kansas player is this is the player that kind of when he picked it up in january and february that's when kansas took off yeah that might help you figure out who it is
5: yeah, and there were two players that didn't make the Big 12 tournament cause, with Kansas because they had tested positive, but then the other Kansas player that – but and, and so just to make sure the Big 12 had a rule, you had to have eight players. Where right. The NCAA, oh, In the NCAA rule five. is
2: it's five. If you have five so, players, it can play. So, I mean, right. if me, Rick, Chris, Sean, and Robert are eligible, yeah, that would, we can that, play. We, can, we be, can play with
3: That would be the Fab Five. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> So, but the thing is, uh, yeah, the seven days because Virginia got their last test. I think I think it was Friday when they got knocked out of the ACC, if I remember. So they're they're just trying to go through from there. And and what they are doing? Indianapolis until they're positive.
2: That's what they're doing. They're testing them at home and then if they pass then on Friday they get to go in and they're allowed to play where Kansas also got
5: knocked out on Friday but all these other players that had several days of negative tests but that one that one guy tested positive and so they right. got pulled from the tournament so and, okay and so, by the way, well, the well, travel parties the travel parties they're only allowed 34 people in their travel party per team that are in that hotel it's a, it's a staff of 34 which does not include broadcasters broadcasters they're in their own place. They have to find... Now, the broadcasters can leave because Craig Way is going to come back and if Texas advances in the women's, he's going to come back and do the Wednesday game in San Antonio and a Tuesday night baseball game and then go back to Indianapolis uh, mm-hmm. next weekend if they both keep advancing. Okay. But,
3: so, okay. so who do people pick? I'm, I'm going to pick a Final Four. I, I used to sit down, and well, I may do it again next year, but I didn't feel like it made a whole lot of sense to do a whole bunch of brackets. and I just basically sort of went with uh, Gonzaga... Uh, Illinois. Um, who's who's the other number one? Gonzaga, Illinois, Michigan, uh, Michigan,
2: Michigan, I did Michigan not go and to Baylor, and
3: I went to the Alabama. Okay, and then Baylor is Baylor. the other one. And Baylor, yeah, Baylor. Baylor, Gonzaga, Illinois, and Alabama. That's my pick. Sir. I like the,
2: the Alabama pick, but I was I was talking yeah. with our with our good friend Pierre, and we were talking yeah. about, and he was a little upset because LSU got put in that eight seed, and I said, well, you know if you had to play a number one seed right now, Michigan might be the one because they just lost yes. one of their best players. So if you have to play one, that might be it. But I, I think I'm calling I that think, as an upset. I think oh, I, yeah. I'm calling that as an upset. But <laughs> I think that the uh, the two, and I don't have my things in front of me, but I like Gonzaga and I like Illinois. Those are the, those are the two teams yeah. that I think are going to be very hard outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. a, lot, a lot of people are picking that for a final. So, I would not be surprised if that were.
5: Yeah, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm going Gonzaga, Baylor. I'm going Illinois, and I'm going Alabama because I think, like I said, I I think LSU or Saint Bonaventure is gonna. I think whoever comes out of that game, I think will. I think they'll take Michigan down. I don't. I mean, Michigan. Michigan's flimsy. Like they are. and. I think the one if Houston gets her Houston will give Illinois a run. Houston is the number two seed. They'll give, and that Texas Alabama game if it ends up as a two three that's gonna be a battle but I do see I do see Alabama taking out Texas and getting to the final you know, against I don't know, probably whoever uh, like said, a four or five, whoever. Now, you know, obviously,
2: I, I, obviously, if I were picking with my heart, I want Drake and Iowa to go all the way. Because, <laughs> but right. uh, we, we don't pick with our heart. We can't do that. So No, right.
5: no we okay. can't do that at all. I'd pick Texas over Alabama, but I don't think, I mean, they've played well the last seven, eight games. I mean, the way they just, I mean, they've come on and the first Big 12 championship ever, the last championship they won was the last Southwest Con- And they're also the first Texas team to win in a Big 12 tournament. They're the first Texas team, first team from the state of Texas to win a Big 12 right. tournament. Because it's always usually Kansas and occasionally Oklahoma or somebody. But yeah. Okay. Well, but there's, a, there's another tournament.
3: Those. There is yes, another there tournament. Is. <laughs> and so let Most me run down the, uh, the seedings and the schedule. will only take a couple minutes because it's only 16 teams. Some of the differences in this tournament this is the NIT being played in the, uh, the Dallas area. And, uh, two courts. Uh, two yeah. courts. Th- 16 teams instead of 32. No automatic bids, so the, the uh, mid-major leagues uh, didn't get an automatic bid for the regular season champion that didn't win the tournament. All games uh, in Dallas, uh, Fort Worth, and we'll have a, a third-place game. And uh, ESPN or ESPN2 is where they are. And uh, just to give you the seedings and then the times for the first round, and I, I guess the regions don't have names, so I just – Region one, two, three, and 4. Yeah, guess, no, it's,
5: no they're, not, all, they're not doing names. all And what they're was, doing is – what they're going to do is it's two games per night right. and one game
3: at each court. That's why
5: you right. see them starting at, like, 7 and 9 o'clock.
3: You see it. Right. So the, the first region, uh, Colorado is one, Buffalo four, and uh, Davidson two, and uh, NC State is three. The second region, uh, region Boise – State and uh, smu are one and four and memphis and dayton are two and three the third region st louis is one who is a standby for the ncaa and isn't going to go there so they're going to go to the nit st louis is one mississippi state four richmond two toledo three and the region four that i'm calling them mississippi is the one uh louisiana tech is four uh, St. Mary's of California is two, and Western Kentucky is three. So, And, and Ole Miss uh, was also a standby. Right, and there yeah. were actually standbys for the NIT in case, like if St. Louis had left or something, they, they would have had a team uh, go in, but we don't have to worry about them because that didn't happen. Yeah. So Wednesday at 7, we have Richmond at Toledo on ESPN2. 9 o'clock Wednesday night, we have St. Mary's of California at Western Kentucky. Uh, and that's, I think, also on ESPN too. It is Th- Thursday, seven o'clock, ESPN. Uh, Davidson and NC State, nine o'clock on ESPN. Boise State and uh, SMU. Friday at seven on ESPN two. We have Colorado and uh, Colorado State. I'm sorry, Colorado State and Buffalo, and uh, and they're not the Buffaloes. Colorado's the Buffaloes. Too bad. Colorado State the Rams. Yeah, they're the Rams, it's too bad they're not the Buffaloes, and uh, playing Buffalo. And nine, we have Mississippi and Louisiana Tech, so sort of a regional battle there. And Saturday at noon, the old early NIT wow. game on ESPN, we have Memphis and Dayton. And at five, just throwing it in right in the middle of those Saturday games just to say, hey, got a couple of blowouts, want to see a game? You get to see St. Louis and Mississippi State. So there's your NIT schedule.
2: So, and Chris, let me get let me just hit the women's real briefly here. Yeah, uh, the number one seeds are South Carolina, Stanford, Connecticut, um, and who am I missing? Stanford, uh, uh, NC State was it? NC State it was. So those are your yeah, number it, one yep. seeds. That tournament I'm, starts on Sunday and Monday for the first round, and unlike in years past, apparently that tournament is every game is going to be shown its entirety on either. ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, or ABC is going to have games. So all of the women's games will be shown in their entirety based on what they Mm -hmm. said last night.
5: But I do not have a schedule. ABC is going to have some Sunday games. They'll have some primetime. And they're doing it at several courts just like the men. They're doing it, uh, the first round they're doing here in Austin at the Irwin Center and they're doing it at Texas State and San Marcos which is between San Antonio and Austin and then four arenas in San Antonio. UT San Antonio, St. Mary's Incarnate Word and the two courts at the Alamo Dome. They're not using AT&T Center because the Spurs have a home game or so, which I'm surprised, if the Spurs didn't have a home game, I think they'd be playing there instead of here in Austin, because we're seventy two miles away. Well, I just, and, I and just they'll...
2: hope for my sake that Iowa and Iowa State are not on ABC because our cable company and and, Te- and Techna are still at war and they oh, have geez. been since December thirty first. So I hope Iowa up. and Iowa State are not on ABC.
3: Hmm. Okay, and, and Gino and Oriyama... Has has the coronavirus? Uh, he is asymptomatic. I heard a little bit more about it on the local news last night. He's asymptomatic. He had, I think he's had the. Maybe you heard this too, Rick. I think he'd had the vaccine. And um, I don't he, know. Did, he did. Yeah. yes. he had had the vaccine, but he wasn't quite out of where you could still pick it up. Uh, he has not been in contact with the team for a few days, so the team is all all set, and he can return to the team on the twenty fourth of March. So they, yep. if they can win the first two rounds, which you know it's UConn, they should, the number no one seed, yeah. So uh, he should be around for the Sweet 16 if they get there. And, uh, you know, luckily he was not around the team that much. Their postseason tournament was, uh, you know, the Big East tournament was a while back. So uh, that was good. So anyway, that's that's the story they, on Their him.
2: tournaments, Chris, the Big East women, they play at the same time that the Missouri Valley does. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is the weekend and- before, like, the Big Ten, Big Twelve.
3: Yeah. So, so we have some general college news about various things, and we some of it goes back into the NCAA. So, you know, but we've we've done the whole NCAA and NIT pretty good. We had Jeff Long. We were talking about him last week. The friend of um,
4: Less uh, Miles.
3: Less Miles did get fired the next day by Kansas as the athletic director because of uh, yeah. the Less Miles hiring. All so right. there you go, uh, and uh, <laughs> Michigan State Spartans. You're not going to just be <laughs> able to call them the Michigan State Spartans anymore. You're going to have to call them the Michigan State Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. Brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. Brought to you, you, yeah. you by Rocket Mortgage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it all? Is it all? Is it all the, it all the teams that are? being Yes. Brought no. To you by the okay.
5: the men's basketball team. Okay. That's it. Yeah, just okay. the men's basketball team signed a five-year deal. Okay, well, so uh, with, not not the uh, win, Rocket not Rocket the mortgage.
2: women's basketball. So so they're kind of no, Rocket, yeah. they're kind of sexist that only the men. <laughs> yeah, they are kind of sexist.
5: There, so, you know, you think
3: about
5: it. But the Michigan yeah. State Spartans brought to you by Rocket Mortgage.
3: Yes, and then we had a coach fight. You don't see a coach fight very often. Oh. We had Mark <laughs> Turgeon with Maryland's coach fighting with uh, Jawan Howard, uh, speaking of the Fab Five. And uh, so that that was uh, one of the you know I guess uh, Joan Howard had been out of the coaching box and Mark Turgeon had, had, had objected to that and uh, one, they said that Howard charged Turgeon that uh, who knows I'm yeah, sure Turgeon, you know Howard probably says the opposite but either yeah. way they had to be separated and so forth and, and Joan Howard
2: uh, was ejected from the game yeah yeah right.
3: True, uh, Why would you do that,
2: though, if you're Mark Turgeon? Why would you charge somebody 6'11 like Juana? Why
3: would I mean, that just I do know. That just doesn't seem very smart. Okay. I don't know. Uh, okay, Rick Pitino. We're going to we uh, we'll talk about his uh, son in a minute. But Rick Pitino is the first coach to make the tournament, having coached the five teams. He's going to be in there with Iona, the Iona Gales. He uh, coached BU to the NCAA, Boston University, Providence, Kentucky, Louisville, and Iona. Now, first team guy to ever do that. So, uh, so that's that's cool. And uh, let's see, Indiana fired Archie Miller. And uh, I guess an alumnus uh, picked up the tab for that, right?
2: That's correct. He yes. got 10. One of the alumnus gave him ten and a half million to go away. And then the other, the, another one provided 5 million for the next coach.
3: Right. Well, okay. And then Richard Petino was fired. Uh, the son of Rick Petino was fired by, um, Minnesota and hired by New Mexico the next day.
2: I wonder so, if yep. he
3: didn't know he was going to get, out, get <laughs> fired because
2: otherwise you, this wouldn't have happened that
3: quickly. <laughs> right. No, he knew something was... yeah. He knew something okay, was Sean, out. I've got it written down, but do you want to run down how the conferences did in getting uh, in the before, before we do that,
2: Chris, you forgot a firing. Steve Prohm at Iowa State is oh, fired. Yes, that's right. And uh, we'll see what happens there.
4: I okay. also, I, I, I don't know the guy's name, but I did hear that BC hired a coach today.
3: Well, that's good. Find out who that. he is. <laughs> now, the issue that I re- happened to read an article in the Globe a couple weeks ago about that, and they were saying, "Do you know if the coach was black?" Because what they're thinking is that BC's been kind of out of the loop because they haven't had a black coach, and you know they really haven't done very well since Al Skinner was here, who of course was black. So I,
4: I have no idea, but the article I, article's I in,
3: don't know who it was. The, the is article in, is
4: in, in today's the Globe? Globe today.
3: Yeah. yeah. So. Well, BC with their thirty-second sports reports, uh, you know, we we. we lucky we found out the patriots did anything you know what yeah. i mean it's not it's not yeah. good anyway uh, and to get a sports, and EEI doesn't even do sports flashes. I should try to remember a couple times a day to listen to the sports up, because they do a pretty decent one, but, you know, whatever. So we got, how do the conferences do as far as getting teams into the big dance, uh, Sean?
5: All right, we have, the Big Ten has nine teams. I originally had eight, but then I keep forgetting about, forgetting about Rutgers. But I never forget about Rutgers. A lot of the Big Ten forgets about Rutgers, like I said. <laughs> so they got nine in there. Then the ACC and the Big 12 have seven teams. The SEC and the Pac 12. Yes, the Pac 12 stepped it up with six teams. And so did the SEC without without a blue blood. Kentucky still got six teams in. That's a big step for them. The Big East got four teams in. Then you had five conferences get two teams. You had the Atlantic 10, the America, the Mountain West, the Missouri Valley, and uh, Uh, West Coast. West Coast. West Coast yeah. got yeah, that one got two in and then you had nineteen conferences with one. Remember the Ivy League did not have an automatic bid this year because Ivy League canceled all sports, so that's why mm-hmm. you didn't see an Ivy League in there. But that rounds out your sixty eight. So yeah, it's kinda kind of an interesting little deal. The Big Ten was nine. I mean that just yeah. and and the Big Twelve out of the seven Six were ranked in the top 25, and, four of, and five of them were ranked in the top 13. You had Baylor, number two, number three, and he had uh, 10, 11, 12, 13 all in a
3: row in almost every poll for the last few weeks. I can't ago. for the life of me. Did not North Carolina make the tournament or not? They did, yes. Yes, yes. yes they did. So they're in, but you and it, Kentucky Duke are Duke not. W- no. When's the last Duke, time Duke Kentucky, and Kentucky are not in? When's the last Duke, time Duke Kentucky and the, Kentucky were not there? Uh,
5: 1976
3: was the last time. <laughs> there you go. I knew it'd be a long. I heard Duke yeah. was 95, but I didn't know how far back it went with for both, both ones, of yeah. them.
5: Uh, there's always been a tournament with one of them in since '76, and if Carolina had not made it, it would have been the first time since like 1960 that none of those three had made wow. the tournament. But Carolina did get in, so.
3: And then yeah. you had a you had kind of an interesting state count too, uh, Sean.
5: Yeah, the state ones, it was a breakdown of state of Texas, of course, has seven teams in. The state of Virginia has five. Well,
3: right now, it's, four and a half. We'll see what happens. Well, four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: they, they have five. They're, we're hoping for five. Hoping for, or, they're they they're five. hoping for yeah. five. And then you've got a couple states with four. You had uh, New York and California with four. Right. Then you had Oklahoma Utah, uh, North Carolina, say, North Carolina, and uh, yep. I think there was the ones with three. Then you had right. a bunch of a bunch of them with two, and so and yep. you, know, you had a lot with two. A like ten of them with two, and then a,
3: bu- or, a bunch twelve yeah, of, of with and two teams, and, and then a bunch with one. So yeah, yeah. Chris, the uh,
2: Boston College coach is Earl Grant.
3: Earl Grant. Okay, Earl Grant. There was a guy I'm, who did a song called The End called I'm not familiar Earl with Earl,
2: but that's who it is. It's Earl Grant. That's okay. Well, I
3: have to read about him, I guess. Yeah. And also you speaking of coaches, your Iowa coach got an extension.
2: Yes, Fran McCaffrey signed an extension, so he'll be with the Hawkeyes through the 27-28 season.
3: Mhm. Okay, that's good. All right, so as far as I know, has anybody else got college info or Oh, one I think sort that finally does it. <laughs>
5: now we get to the other big story that's been going on today and tomorrow. See, they timed this right in the middle, right after March Madness. It started yesterday, actually. actually, yeah. Yeah, it started, it, started yesterday. Yesterday. yeah. Okay. it started yesterday, but they timed it. See, the NFL is good at this. Like, we got this little break before the tournament, so Let's get this
2: going on right now. And nobody well, no, year, no, nobody can so sign. Nice. Nobody can sign anything until tomorrow.
3: Right. right. Yeah. Nobody. Can it was so nice last year. Uh, you know, obviously, this analogous Wednesday here, because it's always the Wednesday, the day before the tournament usually starts. You know, with the big day on Thursday, and we're going to have the big day Friday. But I remember we had had everything canceled. And, uh, you know, for a week and uh, little did we know we weren't going to have any pro sports until July, but there, there was that oasis of time where you could sit down and hear about the NFL and in the back of your mind you're saying, well, will we have an NFL season, but you're hearing this guy's going here. And that was the day Brady signed with Tampa Bay and all that stuff's going on. And you're like, this is real sports news. It was actually sports news for the first time in a week, you know, yeah. so it was kind yeah. of a little respite from the craziness. You know, for, yeah, I
2: always that. enjoyed that when you when you actually got real sports
3: news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so to start us off, just the early stuff that happened, Brady signed a four year. Ex- well, a four year, a two year extension, I guess he was in the middle yeah. of a four year contract, I guess, uh, with Tampa yeah. Bay through 22 and uh, vo- avoidable after that. Cam Newton re-signed with the Patriots. <laughs> and the, the thing is, OK, let me explain uh, the You know, <laughs> remember the, the coach and GM are buds. And so what happened was coach uh, Bill went to GM Bill and said coach you know GM Bill I really want to keep this guy let's pay the money because he didn't have an off season he was a good teammate he, um, you know, was, uh, yeah, he got the virus and, you know, that was too bad. But, you know, basically he was a good good guy around camp and uh, you really enjoyed uh, working with him. And, and uh, you know, it's my best chance to do something. I got to at least make the playoffs to not look foolish uh, with Tom Brady here after last season. So GM Bill said, all right. And you know what? I got some money, so I'm going to spend some money, uh, too, to help Cam Newton. Oh, he spent a
4: lot of money. He spent a
3: lot of money, GM Bill did, for (laughs) Coach Bill. And so maybe we can just take the Patriots out of the equation right now and talk about what they did, if we can remember it all. I mean, again, sign Cam. They got two tight ends. They may have the best tandem of tight ends in the league now. I mean, yep. up there with with, with oh, Tampa Bay, basically, because that guy. I mean, I th- that Hunter Henry
5: was a steal so far. Of the, yeah. That's the biggest signee, I think, yeah. jumping teams, the Hunter yep. Henry signee. And, you know, as an outsider looking, one thing I've heard that he may have been playing this, as early as last year, saying we'll just throw away this season and we'll look forward to next season because we'll have extra cap room. Because he let all those guys go, not just Brady, but he let a lot of people go. And well, I'm also they had now, like I mean,
3: you might be right, Sean. Because remember, they also had six or eight people that chose not to play last. Year. Eight, yeah, eight, eight, most yeah. of any team players a, that are coming yeah. back. And
5: also, Cam Newton. He's signing him to this one to this deal, but they've got the twelfth draft pick. They can either see who they have at 12 or try to play around and move up. Are they thinking Cam Newton will be our little stopgap? And considering who all they signed yesterday and today, or who all they agreed to, they'll sign tomorrow officially. But all the guys that they've signed, you know, are they thinking we're going to try and go get one of these big three or four quarterbacks that's there, and we'll get them under a rookie deal. Cam's here for now, but if Cam's screwing up, and oh, we should bring well, our next guy and in. And they look He'll at the Colts. I mean, the
3: Colts. I mean, the Colts went this year with a temporary, and you know, everybody knew it was a temporary move with Philip Rivers. They went 10 and 6 and they made the playoffs. Yeah, I so, no, you know. Uh, do it the,
4: that way. Uh, don't be surprised because remember, Bill Belichick is very close friends with Nick Saban. Don't be surprised if the New England Patriots don't take Mac Jones.
3: Mm-hmm. That's okay. who they
4: want.
5: That's uh, Bill. He he is. I've heard he loves Mac Jones, and Mac Jones should be there at twelve.
3: So they signed Hunter Henry with tight yep. end. They signed John U. Smith, the other the tight end from the Tennessee Titans. Right. Uh, they signed uh, uh, what's his name, Juden. I can't remember his first name from Matthew. the Raiders. The defensive Matt Juden from the Ravens. Yeah. Matt Ravens. 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 Yeah. That's right. And then they got a defensive back from the Eagles too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I Jason forget what. Oh, that's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. And th- then they g- took uh, Nelson Aguilar from the Raiders. That's what I was. Yeah.
4: Well, uh, I'm sorry to see him go. He had one hell of a year
3: last he year. He was always ago. good with the Eagles. I thought he yeah. was a pretty good player. Yeah. So you know, maybe yeah. maybe he'll be okay. And yeah. then they also got Born from San, San Francisco. Eagle? Yeah, Yeah, Uh, a very
4: good player for the 49ers.
3: And there really were no weapons. I mean, to be fair with Newton, he had a lot of mechanical issues and this and that, but there were were no weapons. So they could pretty much stack the deck and know that he was going to run because that's about the only offense, except for Jacoby Myers, who had a good year. That that was the only guy uh, that did anything at all. So now they got four or five guys that may have some potential. So you know this this could improve them. They could, and of course, uh, Edelman,
4: Julian Edelman will be back. So uh, yes. hopefully he'll be health,
3: healthy. Yeah, he's yeah. going to bring uh, that guy from the Heat with him too. They're going to be buds. Yeah, huh? yeah. And hang out at his locker all the time. But the thing the thing is that uh, they could challenge Bob. I mean, they could have improved two or three. You know, they won seven even with all the craziness last year. They could have uh-huh. improved to ten or eleven wins this year. With the, the oh, yeah. moves yeah. they've made, you know. Let me throw out a scenario for you. The, uh,
4: okay.
3: Yeah. First, first of all, you got to realize
6: the the uh, contract for Cam Newton. The, the base salary is only three point five million. There's right. a lot of bonuses in there. Yeah. So, yeah. so if they were to go with another quarterback this year, they could do it. it. Wouldn't hurt them that much. No. Now they still have they still have a lot of money left on the cap because a lot of these contracts would de- uh, have deferred years in them. That's correct. They don't have the draft capital to get a big. St- uh, big quarterback now, but what no. if they? What if they? It's a three-way trade, and use some of their capital, and San Francisco use some of their capital to get Sean Watson to go to San Francisco, and then Garoppolo back to the Patriots.
4: Well, that uh, uh, the 49ers the Forty Nineers are, are still in cap uh, hell, from what I understand. So that, that then who goes to H- ha- then who goes to Houston. Yeah, but you know
6: what I've discovered these last two days? The cap means nothing.
4: Okay. Yeah. They They can fool
6: and, around it. You know? Did you see the the contract they gave Taysom Hill? One hundred and forty oh, yeah. million for four years.
4: Yeah, but but it, it's, it's, not, it's, it's nothing.
6: It's, yeah, it's it's all voidable years, and it's
3: yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know? Well, Newton, uh, that means Newton would go to Houston. Is that how that would work?
5: No, well, no, I not
3: think no. Newton would go to Houston Newton would, because of the. Would just be like a backup. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah.
6: All but all right. this whole Houston. yeah, the but, whole way the Patriots. The whole way the Patriots handled this is so unlike them. It's you know for yes. it was always yes. par- uh, yeah, puzzles. Uh, Belichick's. Theory always was that you let the other teams spend all the big money at the beginning of free agency, and they overpay for the they get the best players, but they overpay for them, and then you wait to see what you well, when people are running out of money, you wait to see what's left, and you get bargains.
5: <laughs> yeah. these are guys, though, that Belichick saw in the dra- remember these are guys that just finished a lot of them, their first contract, so he saw them in the draft back then. So maybe he's like, you know what? I hadn't drafted as well. I could have had these guys back identified drafted right now. Let's go get yeah. them now. And I think of a Mac Jones. Mac Jones will be available at 12. I'm almost positive. Well, they they're
6: they're the at 15
5: they at fifteen. Okay, here. They're not. 15. At well, at fifteen. He'll be available. I think he'll I be available know.
6: at fifteen. I don't think uh, he, uh, he's been rising up the board lately. The people. The well, we know. Rocks. We
4: know. But we know Trevor Lawrence is going to be one, and I keep hearing that uh, Zach, Zach Wilson going
5: to be yeah. going to be number two, and then get. be the third quarterback, yeah. and then and then Mac Jones will probably be about the fourth or fifth quarterback taken. But you know, he really likes Mac Jones. But if that if they could pull that out and get. Uh, Garofalo, and then Deshaun Watson in San Francisco, especially now Houston signed Tyrod Taylor, who right now is going to be the best backup, which basically
4: means well, and, Houston, and
6: didn't they get Jacoby Brissett also? Uh, Jacoby Brissett went to Miami. Oh, he went, went to, to Miami. Miami. Okay. Yeah, from, from right. Tyrod yeah. Taylor's going to yeah. Houston,
5: yeah. which right. I remember Tyrod Taylor was not doing bad. It was not his fault. He lost his uh, studies. Yeah. I remember that it doctor. They collapsed the doctor. as but they yeah, into him. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, function was yeah. and then Justin Herbert came in, and he just kept playing and mm-hmm. doing well. Yeah. And who knows what Tyrod Taylor would have done with with the Chargers? But
4: mm-hmm. I
5: mean, this you know this could your scenario could work out or some other stuff somehow because I don't know that they have. I don't. New England doesn't have enough to give for Deshaun Watson straight up if they want him. So, but remember you know, now you
6: know, now they signed all these free agents and they have. Most of the, the players coming back from that, that opted out last year, they're pretty much set yeah. me way so they So they could, they could give away pretty much all their draft if they had to. Yeah,
4: they'll give away. Yeah. But, yeah. And think, uh, Joe, Joe Thune, the one they used the franchise tag for
5: last year, he went to Kansas City for $80 million. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And, of course, Andy Dalton, as we've talked with Dick, he'll go with the Bears. I think it's a good... I th- Dick doesn't like it. I think
6: it's a pretty decent move. Yeah, I think it's well, right? not to- Jamal I mean, won't like Dahl- it either. Cool, no, man. Jamal's doing cuts <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wheels. Jamal, Jamal I mean, is
2: Andy here, Dahl- so we don't. I'm sure he'll want to talk about. Good. Yeah, he'll want to talk yeah. about some uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, by the way, to the foot the uh, football team.
3: Right, yeah. Yeah, he'll he'll probably- he'll probably- I think that's, that's a, a good move, go- move for them. Oh, that's what a good what move! Yeah, I, I think that's a good move for them because yeah. they, you know, basically they had that rookie, and then of course they just cut Alex. Smith. That's an upgrade. That's yep. an upgrade over Alex Smith, and I, right. I think he'll be okay there. And they they have a pretty good, you know, t- decent team around them. It's it's not bad. They made yeah. the playoffs the way. Well, I mean, a bad division, but they won it. So what, yep. what the heck? Yeah, they're, They've they're, got a real good yeah. defense.
6: They need they need some more weapons on the offense, right? Yes,
3: right. They do. Drew yeah, Brees they retired back. this week. Yes, yep. yep. that was another thing. after uh, twenty after twenty years. Now,
5: let me see Bud uh, Dupree went to yep. Tennessee.
3: Yeah, yeah he Packers went
5: to Alabama. Tr- Aaron Jones the the, uh,
3: re- re-signed with the Packers four years for $47 million. Yep. Yeah, Tampa, Tampa Bay is really keeping Tampa everybody.
4: <laughs> oh, oh, that yeah. reminds me. I heard a rumor, and I don't know if it's been confirmed yet or whether he's uh, agreed to it. But apparently, Tampa Bay was talking to James White, so there might be another expatriate well, going. I know to Tampa. they're
5: meeting with. I know they're meeting with Antonio Brown, Adamicans too, and, Stu, and uh, who was the other one uh, that they had to Um, um The running back there. Um, oh. James uh, White. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, oh, yeah. Leonard Fournette. Letter, oh, letter Fournette, yeah. yeah. They'll meet with all them to. Re- about and the loose like they're all going to re-sign it up, and so you know uh, well, they'll
3: they have a apparently. team if they have. And of course, they'd finish the year this way. Antonio Brown and the Dawkins, who the all nice guy team, that's yeah, a, yeah. A good thing. And, yeah. and
5: apparently,
4: uh, Tom Brady is really campaigning for uh, Mr. White to join Tampa Bay. Well, of course,
3: so. he is. He yeah. hey, one yeah. of one of the Super Bowls, carrying the ball in the end zone. You know, that's, so that's right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and they
6: just the they just redid JPP's contract, so they're obviously making room yeah. for somebody. And, <laughs> okay,
5: yeah. Getting back, getting back to the Drew Brees uh, retirement, uh, the way he did it, he did did it right before March Madness came out. (laughs) He just basically came right out and he just said, I'm retiring from the team, but I'm not retiring from New Orleans, and he had his family through the time, so it sounds like he's going to hang out there in the city of New Orleans, and he's Going to go on in his broadcasting career, and just like I said, he was going to announce it. He was waiting till now because remember he renegotiated that contract, and by waiting till now, till the new year, he's it's it's, it's only that one point zero seven five counting against the cap rather than the forty million or whatever it was that he was going to be under. So yeah, by renegotiating, he did that for cap room and waited specifically until. Right at the beginning of the new fiscal year, which yep. I think, which was I, good. I predicted. I predicted and, it on the show, by the way, just write that
3: down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Jameis Winston uh, is now is, uh, re-signed with them. So. Yeah, he's yeah. back with yeah. the
4: yeah. Saints. It's so be where did they take Jameis
3: Hill? Who did who, uh, he, he sign with?
6: Uh, oh, he—he no, he was already signed with New Orleans. They—they they you know they gave him an extension,
3: but it's okay. all phony money. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then that means Teddy Bridgewater will be available, I guess. Yeah, no, Teddy Bridgewater's be. in Carolina. Oh, Carolina. In that's part, right. Yeah, okay, he's in okay. Carolina. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, yeah, all right, so in any more, right.
5: Right now, Bridgewater's in Carolina, but that going yeah. change, too. Well,
3: no, you now, oh, it's still yeah. a long way to go yet.
6: Any right. more uh, NFL news? We well, I, got, I, I mean, I don't know how many of these agents you want. I got, I no, mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you okay. you do? Okay. Well, the, the Jets signed Corey Davis and um, and Kyle Lawson, the, the edge rusher from Cincinnati. Okay. Um, and we said Bruce that um, – Houston signed uh, Mark Ingram for a year. Oh, right. uh, okay. We, we talked about Dupre going to Tennessee. Uh, yeah. Jacksonville signed a few people. Um, uh, James Jones, the receiver. Oh, um, uh, from Green Bay, okay. Yeah, and uh, Shaq Griffin, the defensive back from Seattle. Right. And Collis Hyde, the running back. Okay. Uh, Cleveland signed the defensive back from the Rams, uh, Johnny Johnson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we said about two, two weeks ago to a Kansas City. Um, the Raiders... Chad uh, signing Garquay the yeah,
4: offensive lineman. Yeah, the pass lineman. rusher. Two yeah. years, twenty six million dollars.
6: And the Chargers signed um, the center Lindsley from Green Bay, who everybody says is the best center in the in the league. Yeah, he got yeah. like a five year deal. So yeah, yeah. Um, the Giants. The Giants. Well, Giants lost the offensive lineman Kevin got to Baltimore. They signed uh, John Ross, the receiver from Cincinnati, who was a first-round pick a few years back, but has never really done anything. You know? No, he yeah, has real well, good speed, but nothing else. Yeah. No. Yeah. And they signed uh, running back uh, Devontae Booker.
4: Yeah, and he he was very good for us last year in a backup role, so they gave him a two-year, $6 million deal. So yeah. The Lions signed
6: Ty Williams, the receiver, um, and Minnesota signed uh Delvin Tom Tomlinson, the defensive yeah, lineman from the Giants. Uh,
4: the, that
6: that was a mistake by the Giants. To let him go. Well, they couldn't. They were trying to. You know, they had tagged Leonard Williams, and they were trying to get a deal done to free up some money. And they, they finally got it today, but it was too late. Tomlinson was already gone. So, yep. Yeah. yep. And I think that's about it for me. Yeah, okay. yeah. By the way, the cap was was. Reduced to one eighty two
3: point five this year, which is like an eight percent Yeah, it, from It, it, it yeah. dropped sixteen million dollars. Yeah. So. when you um, when you consider that, just shows how important the TV money is and how unimportant the fan uh, money is because it only dropped eight percent. And what would the you know ten percent or nobody or twenty five percent for any of the stadiums? So you know that just yeah. shows you this, the TV money and uh, they just got getting an infusion of that. I don't know what they can do with cap from year to year, but and well, also the uh, TV they deal wasn't official they, yet. But, they have
4: not gotten you know, it all yet so they're still no. working on contract oh, language and all so that. So
3: they knew I think you know they could they could agree among themselves that hey we know we're basically getting this money in a little while so uh, we can yeah. we can have the capital more generous than we would have. So I noticed something and it's it's you know I think we've talked about
6: notwithstanding the results of the Super Bowl last year, I think we all kind of thought the AFC had a little better year than the NFC. And That's we talked correct. about how, how all the quarterbacks are so much younger in the AFC yeah. for mm-hmm. the future. I was noticing some things this week, and, and, and looks, <laughs> it looks real bad for the NFC going, up, going forward. First of all, at the beginning of free agency, there were eight teams that were over the cap. They were all in the NFC. Huh. The four teams with the highest amount of money to spend— Free agency. We're all There were Patriots, Jets, Jacksonville, and Indy. Um, and and Indy of course, spent a dollar yet. No, and you know that. And in uh, AFC has the first three picks in the draft and four out of the first five. So it, it just looks like in the, in the AFC. Day, oh, and these these free agent, and the free agent list. I had, I had thirty two people signing. Twenty four of them signed with AFC teams. (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't look good for the NFC going forward. No, it 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 doesn't. Okay. So
3: any more uh, NFL stuff? No. All right. We can do baseball. (laughs) Baseball. Uh, Joey Votto uh, had a positive COVID test. And I guess he's hopefully uh, he'll be back for opening day. I would imagine he probably will be. I'm assuming he will be. Yeah. Uh, So uh, let's see. Uh, okay, and Texas is going to have, for their opener on April 5th, 100% fans for so that day only. I guess after that, how many are they going to have after that, uh Around 35%, Sean? around
5: 35% Right. what I'm hearing.
3: They're all supposed to uh, wear masks unless they're eating and drinking. Uh, and then uh, they uh, basically it's because this is the first time... Texas fans can see the new ballpark because, uh, what is it called, Globe Life Field? Or? Globe, Life Globe Life Field.
4: And Sean, do we know the capacity of the new stadium? 40,000. Like 40,000. 40,
3: know?
5: 40, okay, all right. Yeah,
3: so uh, so that'll be the first real, you know, full crowd, you know, there and in, in, in anywhere since, uh, well, Mar- you know, just a year ago now.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh,
3: Nick, let's see, Nick, Nick Marcakis retired at uh, 37 after uh, 15 years. Uh, let's see. I'm looking for because I put it in the wrong place. I'm looking for his career because uh, David gave us his career, and I know he, he played from uh, 2006 through 2020.
5: Yeah,
3: uh, uh, six years with, with Baltimore and uh,
4: 14 with the Braves. I, I right, uh,
3: Baltimore six through 15, Atlanta yeah, and then, 15, uh, 14. I said yeah. I should say Braves 15 through 20. Yeah. He hit 288. He yeah, probably, a pride you know, we think we always are hearing these people who, who died and, uh, he's, he's done better than many of those, uh, right. 200, 2,388 hits, 189 home runs, 1046 RBIs. So yeah. and he was an all-star in 18 in the national league and three gold gloves and one silver slugger. So good player. Mm. Good player. Yeah. always hoped he'd end up here, but he never did. So nope. that, that was cool. Uh, good career. And, uh, and, of course, last year he had opted out for a while. So I think he maybe, yeah. maybe got a taste of what it was like to – because he was very close to um, – uh, Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. And when, uh, you know, Freeman uh, got better, then he came back, too. So the uh, Angels have a have a double TV voice deal going with with Matt Veskirgin and uh, Darren Sutton, Don Sutton's son. And I guess they're going to split the games pretty evenly. And uh, Sutton did the Angels uh, with uh, – Oh, uh, the guy we're supposed to respect, the guy from the Angels, uh, Smith. I can not think it was first. Uh, Terry, Smith. Smith. Terry Smith. Terry Smith. Yes, we must respect him. And uh 2000 and 2001, he did the games so uh, Darren Sutton did. If he's anything like his father, he's got to be a good announcer. His father really took to it, you know, one of the good uh former player announcers that we had. Yes, uh, uh,
4: one of the, one of the best former uh, players to ever do that, and, you know,
3: yep. did very well. The color men are going to be Mark Gubaza and Jose uh Moda. Moda. And uh Let's see. They'll be the analysts, and
2: uh, or as so John a,
3: used to call him, Old Joe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <For O-day Moda. laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, Vasikurjan is still going to be the Sunday night voice for ESPN. Yeah. Uh, and he's also going to continue uh, doing uh, MLB shows. So that's that's good for him. And let's yep. see uh, what our next baseball item uh, and is that? Oh no, Andrew Tolls. Uh, that's a good story. Apparently the Dodgers have put him on the uh, uh, on some list. He's not going to perform or you know he's not going to play on the injured list. But they're putting leaving him uh, as a player for this year. Are going to pay for all his uh, medical bills. Of course he's got mental illness issues and and uh, so this way he'll get the free health insurance for another year. And uh, you know they they just figured that they would like to do this and so they're allowing him to just be on their injured list. So
4: yeah, no, cool. very good by the Dodgers. You right. know
3: okay so uh that does it for baseball as far as i'm concerned probably the shortest baseball thing we've. Well, had. Yeah, uh,
4: do we have any more perry
6: yeah
3: i got uh, what? the Go minor ahead.
6: leagues minor league okay. baseball i heard and and i don't know if these they're talking about some rule changes and i don't okay. think they've i don't know if they've implemented them yet but they're at least talking about them
2: start of the se- uh, start of the season
6: <clears throat> okay um in uh double a you they they they're going to make the infielders all st- start every play with both feet on in the infield dirt they can't be back in the outfield there you go okay. right and, and then single a uh two players on each side of second base yep okay um a fifteen second pitch clock good um Bigger bases. I don't. <laughs> they said that was going to stop. That was going to help with injuries. I don't really understand. Well, I mean,
4: why.
2: And, and don't don't forget, don't forget, Rick. In, in uh, single, and I'm not sure it was a double, but at least in single, they're going to have the robot umpires.
6: That's what oh, I was going to say. There's a automated strike zone. Yeah, talk too. And then the the one that that I I can't understand at all. They're saying that you're only going to be able to, if it, you know, to, to throw to a base, you know, to try to pick off a runner. You're only going to be able to throw twice. The third time would be a block. Correct. Well, you know, I mean, that means you can only throw once because if you throw the second time, they're gonna they know you can't throw again, so you can might as well, like walk halfway to, this, to the next yeah. phase, Right? Yeah. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that one's gonna work, and that that yeah. is one of the things that does delay the game a lot. But I don't know Yeah, I know. Cool but yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's all I. Uh, so that, I think well, that's,
2: there's that's, I think there's one too about uh, they don't want you to be stepping off as much too. And I'm not sure exactly how that's yeah. going to work, but yeah, they don't want you to step off the mound as much.
3: Right. Well, that's good. Well,
4: they need to stop players from uh, stepping in and out of the batter's box. Yeah, they too. really
3: do say it's more Correct. on the pitcher than the batter's though. I mean, I, I guess the batter's have their issues, but mostly it's the pitcher's. That's what uh, I was hearing the other day. I mean,
4: I, I remember a rain delay in my car, girl.
3: Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. I mean my yeah. God,
4: all yeah. the time.
3: Yeah.
6: Did you hear in that the Mets game the other day there was a twenty-two pitch batter? Oh, I uh, heard about
4: that. Yeah, he actually he was—he
6: was actually zero and two, and then he got to like three and two, and he
3: he fouled <laughs> off like sixteen straight pitches, and then finally worked a walk.
4: It was a twelve—it was a twelve-minute at bat. Yeah, yeah.
3: We had one—the uh, Giants. I can't remember, but I remember David USF sent it to us about five years ago, and the Giants—one of the Giants—had a, like a, a twelve-minute at bat too. Yeah. In, the, yeah, in a major league game. Okay, so I think we're ready for the NBA, Okay, and and also we'll be able now to explain the play-in uh, procedure, but I will, um, actually, you know what, I'm going to explain the play-in procedure first, and right. then we'll talk yeah. about it as we get to those games, and we'll talk about the, what the matchups would be week in, week out as we okay. go along, especially in the East, it's going to be flip-flopping all the time. Yes. So the way it's going to work, and Sean uh, 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 Grandy explained this the other night, uh, okay, you're going to have seven play eight and nine play ten in each conference, seven and eight will play and the winner of that becomes your seven seeds. so they don't have to play anymore. They're the seven seed, and then the loser of the nine ten game is out, and then the eight and nine teams play. So basically, you're going to have two elimination games. You're going to have your uh, your nine ten game is is an elimination game, and then your eight nine game is going to be an elimination game. So you're going to have three games to settle it. That they, so that's why they can do it in about five days and they can settle it in about five days and you have a couple of elimination games. I think it's going to stay because it's it's like the wild card in baseball. It's kind of cool. You know, it's a, yeah. these are teams you figure those teams on the bottom. I mean, who, whoever wins even uh, seven or eight, who usually wins those series once every five years. So it's just kind of fun to, to, you know, have a little uh, excitement for those teams at the end, you know, mm-hmm. end of the year, kind of aggravating, I'm sure if you're five games ahead and you're the. Seven and then you lose that one game. Yeah, but, uh, you know, yeah. but that's the way it's going to work. So that's kind of cool. Okay. okay, in the East we have Philadelphia twenty-seven and twelve. We have Brooklyn at twenty-seven and thirteen. Boy, they they got so many weapons. Boy, I was listening yeah, to the Celtics the other night. Oh. Milwaukee twenty-five and fourteen. Then we drop down to the logjam with about eight teams here. Miami twenty-one and eighteen. Celtics twenty and eighteen. Charlotte in sixth place twenty and eighteen. Your playing t- teams right now, New York. 20 and 20, Atlanta 19 and 20, Chicago 17 and uh, 20, Indiana 17 and 21, and then the ones that would not be in the play on Toronto is 17 and 22, Cleveland 14 and 24, Washington 14 and 24, Orlando is 13 and 26, and Detroit's 10 and 29. So basically, when you start with Miami in 4 and Toronto, so they're at uh, 21 and 18, and Toronto's at uh seventeen and twenty two. Four games separate eight teams from fourth to eleventh in that in the east. So so your playing games right now would be uh let me find them here. Uh we have the Knicks, we're we're seventh, and they would play uh Atlanta. So Atlanta would go to New York and play them in the seven eight game and the nine ten game would be Indiana traveling to Chicago. So that's right now. There'd, there'd probably be four different teams next week that we got. There. So In the West, we have Utah 28 and 10, Phoenix 26 and 12, the Lakers at 26 and 13, the Clippers at 26 and 15, Denver 23 and 16, Portland 22 and 16. There's your top six. The play in teams San Antonio 20 and 16, Dallas 20 and 18, Golden State uh, 20 and 20. Memphis is 17 and 19, and uh, then we drop down, and uh, these are the ones that are not going to uh, probably be in the playoffs because you're 17, 19. New Orleans is 17. well, 17, 22, they got a chance. It's only a game and a half. Uh, Oklahoma City 17 and 22 also. But then you drop down to uh, Sacramento 15 and 24, Houston 11 and 26, and Minnesota 9 and 30. So your plans would be let me find them here. San Antonio would host uh, Dallas. And we'd have uh, Golden State hosting Memphis. So, And by the
4: way, Houston has lost 16 games in a row, by the <laughs> way.
3: So, okay. Yeah. So, and the, yes, and they did not look good last uh, Sunday night against the Celtics. And uh, then we have, uh, uh, let's see, we have uh, a, a little history coming up for the Warriors, don't we, uh, Robert, on the 29th of, uh, uh, yes, of March? Yes. Uh, they're going to have an all-female
4: radio crew doing... Uh, Doing the broadcast when the Warriors host the Chicago Bulls, uh, it's their way of celebrating uh, Women's uh, uh, Women's History Month.
5: Yeah.
4: Uh, they're going to have Kareth uh, uh, Burke, Kate Scott, and I forget who the who the other. Uh, Kate Katie
3: Scott's going to be the play-by-play uh, person. Yeah, and yep. then uh, uh, let's see who are the uh, I've got them here. Um, it's uh, uh, Mary Murphy and Karen That's Burke. It. Gary Murphy and Karen Burke. Ooh, I, yeah, hope, I hope her yeah.
2: basketball play-by-play is better than what she did in football. <laughs> uh, if, yeah, it, so. if it's not, this is, yeah. guys, this is not going to be a good broadcast if it's not. Well, uh,
4: I, look, I, I love Tim Roy, but uh, apparently they want him to take that day off. So, you know, um, <laughs> what can I say? But, uh, okay. no, it, it's their way of celebrating uh, Women's History Month. So that's what they're going to do on the 29th.
2: I, I okay. will reserve judgment, but but in the opinion of this reporter, Tim Royce, she certainly is not.
4: No, I will, of course not. So. Yeah.
2: Probably lower okay.
5: than Beth Mowell.
4: By the way, another yeah.
2: rumor, uh, Chris, with the uh, Minnesota coaching job open, the rumor was that they were going to reach out to Ryan Saunders, who was recently fired by the Timberwolves. Okay. Uh, Minnesota, The University of Minnesota has said absolutely they will not be doing that.
5: Okay.
4: Another thing, Spurs. And, by, and by the way, the trading deadline is next Thursday, the
0: 25th. And right.
5: that leads me into what I was about to talk about with the Spurs looking to trade with Marcus Aldridge. They want to get because they've done, you know, when he he was not there for the bubble, they did pretty well without him. They've gone younger, building the team for Becky Hammond. They've done kind of, you know, well with the young guys, I think, get him to a contender. He's towards the end of his career. They'll get him maybe back to a Portland or somewhere, and yeah,
4: that that's the it. rumor I hear that he might wind up back in Portland. But what yeah, I, what I don't what I don't like about these NBA teams deciding to, to trade players is when they decide that they're going to trade you and they no longer want you, uh, they they sit you, you know, you don't play, you know.
5: Well, he like hasn't been the, playing much anyway. He hasn't yeah. played a whole lot anyway. He hasn't worked into it. Yeah. Where, remember, during the whole Kawhi thing, they sat down with the Marcus and they built the offense around him, and they were doing well. But when they went in the bubble, he wasn't there. Right. And so, you know, they said, wait, we can go with all these younger guys. I mean, and yeah. develop them. DeMar DeRozan started coming on, and then yeah. DeJounte well, Murray, and they said,
4: you know, we can I, get some
5: young guys from a team.
4: I'm mainly thinking of Andre Drummond. You know, we we covered yeah. that story a few weeks ago, and he still has not been able to play because so. Cleveland is determined to trade him and they're not allowing him to play but yet he's supposed to uh, be in uniform and go to practice and all this kind of
3: stuff. So. Well, I think it's in a mutual agreement between the players and the agents and stuff because you know all you need is a you know trade deadline 2 weeks away you twist an ankle you're out for 3 weeks and yeah. you know, you're done, you know. Yeah. So uh, you can't be traded or or you get less. So I think I think everybody kind of agrees and you know the season's a long yeah. season they figured out Two, even in, 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 for a 72 game season, that's a long season. And you know, two or three weeks off isn't going to hurt anybody in the middle of the season, no. I don't think. Right. So, we any more NBA or are we moving on to hockey? I think that, I think that's it. All right. So, in the East, and it's spread out now this week. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I only look at this like once a week and and uh the, the Bruins are not playing well. The Blues are not playing well. We'll see that too. In the East, we have the Islanders in at first with 42. Washington, oh, they they're they're, uh,
4: they're red hot Chris. They won 9 they in a row
3: and 11 yeah. out of 12. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Washington with 40, Pittsburgh, who the Bruins uh, lost to last night with 37. Bruins now with thirty two. I didn't realize the Penguins have been hot because the Bruins uh, yeah. did win a game this week, but the Penguins have blown right by them. Oh uh, yeah, Bruins. Bruins at thirty two in fourth place. So they're uh, Philadelphia at thirty one. So again, we have those five teams. But now you figure it really is starting to look like the Islanders. And again, it's you know there's still time left. But the Islanders, Washington, and Pittsburgh have kind of solidified. So it looks like it's kind of a fight between the Bruins and Flyers for that last spot. Uh-huh. Then we have the Rangers at twenty six. New Jersey twenty and Buffalo at sixteen. In the North or Canadian Division, Toronto forty, Winnipeg thirty six, Edmonton thirty six, Montreal thirty three. So they're hanging into a playoff spot, but they're only two ahead of Calgary at thirty one, Vancouver at thirty. So that's a battle for that fourth spot. Uh, everybody's in it, but Ottawa. Ottawa's at twenty two. So they've right. all got a chance. You know, the Central is wild. Uh, this. This is the best division, or it just is the most imbalanced division. I don't know what. But Florida's got 42. Carolina has 41. Tampa Bay has 40. Every week we do this, there's a different – these three, they go back and forth. The Mm -hmm. Blackhawks are in fourth at 33. And then Columbus at 29. They're in fifth. Then Nashville, 25. Dallas, 24. And Detroit, 20. So it looks to me like uh, Columbus is still in it, but Nashville, Dallas, and Detroit, I don't think I have much of a chance. No. And in the West, we have Vegas at 39. Minnesota has moved into second at 35. Colorado at 34. The Blues are at 33. The the Bruins Bruins and Blues have been on a parallel thing since they played. Remember, they both uh, went in as the one seeds last year, ended up at the four seeds, and now here's the Blues kind (laughs) of struggling here in fourth place like the Bruins are. are. So, you know, whatever. Um, So the Blues are at 33. So, uh, Chris, Kings, your team
2: and mine are exactly the same in that respect. Yeah, they, yeah. They've
3: yeah. kind of been the last couple of years. Yeah, um, uh, lose at 33, then there's a gap for the Kings at 28, Arizona 28, San Jose 25, and Anaheim 22. So, yeah. you're looking at that, the playoff teams will be Vegas, Minnesota, Colorado, and St. Louis, and then a, a drop off to the Kings. So, they probably will be the playoff teams, but you don't uh, know.
4: I'm assuming so,
5: yeah.
3: They probably will. And then, uh, let's see. The schedule, we have schedules. And by the way, we didn't give you an NBA schedule because we ain't got one. No. So, uh, you know, when we, when we have it, we'll give it to you. And if we don't, we don't. I know the Celtics play Utah at 730. And I think that's on TNT. And uh, that's about all we can Warland, tell you. Portland. The yep. Warland, Portland and later. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's uh, what we can tell you. Tuesday, yep. 7 p.m., we have uh, the Islanders at Washington, Buffalo at New Jersey, the Bruins are at Pittsburgh. 7:30 we have Carolina at Detroit eight o'clock Arizona at Minnesota 830 Tampa Bay at uh, Dallas and nine is Anaheim at Colorado but the big news in the N- NHL and I don't know if it's gotten clarified or not but starting next year ESPN's getting back in the yes. getting yes. back in the mix for the NHL and uh, have we found out Sean or Robert anything more about this who the who the other no uh, the other. Okay,
5: they're still according, negotiating unless you've heard something uh, new, Sean. Well, according to the Wrestling Observer, now you may be saying, why am I getting this <laughs> from the Wrestling Observer, the pro wrestling newsletter? Because, uh, because this, affects, this affects if NBC is getting it. They were moving their Wednesday night show that's on USA to Tuesdays if NBC and USA were going to, because. They would be running their games on USA since uh, NBC Sports Network is going away in December. They've been the fourth of the four sports networks, so they're going away. But it looks like starting April 13, they'll be moving that show to Tuesday nights. So it looks like it hasn't become official that NBC will sign their deal for games on NBC and USA for the other three. Now, the, like I said, it's uh, $200 million a year, I think. For $400 million ESPN, a year for seven yeah, years. For ESPN and ABC for seven years, and they'll get four Stanley Cups on ABC. Not on ESPN, yeah. but on ABC, and NBC will have the other three. Fox and CBS were bidding, but I think they kind of got out. NBC would like to keep it because NBC doesn't have much now anyway. So. Right. And with this wrestling show moving to Tuesday, that's almost a sign that they're going to, that NBC is going to retain it. You know, then those Wednesday night NBC Sports Network games will be on USA, and then they may have some weekend games and stuff like mm-hmm.
3: that. That's okay. Yeah. All right, so so it'll be. And you think uh, you guys, uh, or at least you did, Sean, thought that the, uh, NHL Center Ice might go away. Uh, because ESPN is going to have so many games on ESPN well, Plus. No, what
4: they, the part that's going to go away, Chris, is they have this thing called NHL.TV, uh, and apparently they put a lot of games over there for the people overseas. And wow. Apparently that is going to go away because all those games are going to now be on ESPN Plus. Apparently, from what I'm hearing, the NHL Center Ice will still be around. It's mainly for the overseas audience that use a computer and they want them to uh, to uh, subscribe to ESPN Plus.
3: Okay, all right. Okay, so we'll see. That's not official. Neither is the NFL TV deal that we talked about before. That that'll come down at some point too. And I don't know when. Uh, well, the when ESPN
5: they'll... part is official. The other the yeah. part is
3: official, yeah. but the NFL part is not yet. But I'm sure we'll get that probably next week, and then maybe in the lull uh, between the tournament and before the. Uh, you know, uh, before the tournament comes back, when we have that little break, they might uh, throw that in there and get that Right. Trouble. But anyway, so that should be it for hockey as far as now, I know. One,
4: one other piece of hockey. Uh, Alex Ovechkin has tied Phil Esposito at number six on the all-time scoring list. And, of course, Washington is playing tonight. So if he scores, he will pass Phil Esposito and become the sixth scorer all-time in NHL history. So. Okay. All yeah. right. So, I guess it's
3: time for the poll question.
5: Yeah, poll question. We're going to share our March Madness memories, you know. I mean, you you know, just if you have one, that's fine. If you have three or four, that's fine. But go ahead and call in. Download the Zoom app for now, 646-876-9923, and then do 287-723-4600. Hit the town key twice.
2: You want good ones or bad ones?
5: (laughs) Good or bad. Good or bad. Whatever you got. Whatever you got.
3: So, well, of course, I focus on the New England teams and, you know, we've had some success. I mean, Providence made the final four in 73. And uh, if if Marvin Barnes hadn't uh, gotten injured, I think they might have won that first game, at least gone in to play. uh, They were playing Memphis, uh, Memphis State, they were called at the time and uh, I think Barnes hadn't filed out they might have beaten them they wouldn't have probably beat UCLA anyway but the which was the fir- what it was the first Monday night championship game was that UCLA Memphis State game in 73 so uh, they made the final four Rick Pitino took them to the final four in 87 and uh, we we had a big party here at my house to watch the game me and Rick and a few other guys and uh, Providence uh, lost to Syracuse and uh, that was Both two Big East teams playing in the semifinals. Uh, You know, we talk about the three out of four in 85 for the, uh, you know, with the Villanova, Georgetown, and St. John's that time. But uh, Syracuse and Providence both made it in 87. Big East was good for a long time. B.C. with some of their wins to get to the Elite Eight. They've been in the Elite, elite Eight in 82 and uh, 94, uh, well, sixty technically 67, too, because they won. You used to only have to play a couple of games, and they beat St. John's in 67. That was a good win because they a couple of years before, St. John's had killed them in the NIT. So B.C. was on their way up with Bob Cousy. 82, <laughs> in order to get to the Elite Eight, uh, I think they beat uh, Duke, uh, no, it was uh, DePaul, and DePaul was still good. That was the year after yeah, they'd uh, had that long undefeated streak. But they were still pretty good in 82. They yeah, beat that
5: them. Yeah, Ma- one of Ray last years.
3: Yeah, 85. They beat Duke in order to get there, and that was pretty good. Michael Adams. Yeah, and Michael Adams' team. And 94, uh, with Danya Abrams and uh, Curley and all those guys, they beat North Carolina. So, uh, you know, they, they've had some good wins to get to the Elite Eight. and uh, You know, they never got beyond the Elite Eight. but And then, of course, UConn winning it finally in 1999. Finally, a New England team won it. And uh, Jim Calhoun, who was a friend of uh, my brother's, uh, you know, was talking about it and went to Braintree High here of my, my high school and talking about Fred Herget his, uh, his father died before his senior year. Jim Calhoun's dead. Fred Hergert got him through that senior year, got him going into college and at AIC, I think it was, he went and, uh, you know, was a mentor to him. And he talked about him. I never knew Fred Hergert, but he was a longtime Braintree, got, got the team into what we used to call the tech tourney. They used to be played uh, at Boston Garden. All, all the games were played at Boston Garden, not just the, the semifinals and the finals. They play there all week. You know, they at one or two in the afternoon and be playing games and, and uh, Braintree was perennial there. Finally, they won it when I was in uh, when I was well, I was out of high school, but in '69. But Fred Herger was a great basketball coach, and uh, you know was a, a, a sort of a legend around here. And, and Jim Calhoun mentioning him—that was a big thrill too. So those are my New England NCAA memories. And then I stole all Do
5: You have any? Find out, Rick. We well,
3: don't. Do we don't get a Fred Herger question you
6: know, they There's. They, there's a division named after him now. Yes, mm-hmm. there is. The Herbert and
3: the uh, yeah. Lee, because uh, yeah. John Lee, the football coach, they were a yeah. uh, great coach from Walpole. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
6: Okay, I, full disclosure, I'm not a big college basketball fan.
3: Um, I do remember,
6: just to come, I, I, I was kind of getting into the Big East play back when it was, first came, you know, and it was yeah, really good. Yeah, right. So I, I did really enjoy the Villanova-Georgetown game, of course. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then yep. a couple more was the, um, the Larry Bird Magic Johnson game, yeah, you know Indiana State and Michigan, mm-hmm. and the other one was the the North Carolina State Houston final, and then the reason that's a memory is because if if 3 yep. yeah, if okay. Houston had held NC State on that last. Um, Possession. I would have hit my squares pool, but
2: <laughs> that's okay. about it for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, what do we got next, Perry? Perry. All right. Well, we'll start with the bad ones because I'm generally a positive type guy. So let me give you the bad ones first, and then we'll get to the good ones. Um, there was a year when remember the year Iowa State lost to Hampton. That was a 215 game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was yeah. the, the people in Ames were not happy about that. So, and of course, you know, when it's your state team, you want them to win right um iowa had one when they lost to northwestern state on a buzzer beater back in gosh about 10 15 years ago and that was a bad one but now let's get to the good ones 1990 uh northern iowa played missouri in the first round in richmond virginia and uh, maurice newby hit a three-pointer at the buzzer to beat the tigers and uh, send the Panthers on to the next round, which they lost to to a, a Minnesota team, which eventually, I think, had to forfeit a lot of those games because of Clem Haskins' problems up there. But uh, the Maurice Newby three-pointer in the March of 90 was good. Then in 2010, we, of course, had the Ali Faroukmanesh. Everybody remembers that name, if, whether, you, whether you follow Northern Iowa or not, because he hit a three-pointer to beat um, – UNLV in the first round. And then in the second round, he turns around and does the same thing to beat Kansas. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, those those are the good ones. Like I say, the Maurice Newby and the Ali Farrokh. The the interesting thing about that Missouri game is Northern Iowa had, if I remember right, Sean, about a 20-point lead. Yeah, with five yeah. minutes to go, and Missouri came all the way back to tie that game. And um, the radio announcer, Kelly Neff, at the time was saying, oh, my. He said, I don't know that we want this game to go to overtime. And um, he was very excited when it didn't. So, But uh, you, when you build a 20-point lead, though, and you blow it, that's generally not a good yeah. thing. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but, uh, well, Bill, are you back with us? I, I some- nope. Okay, he is not. No, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, there he is. Oh, here oh, he is. is. There he is. Oh, I'm sure
5: you got some tremendous memories.
1: Oh, um, uh, the 1975 when Indiana got beat by. Kentucky when Scott May broke his arm is one of the more memorable games. An Indiana loss to Cleveland State in the first round. Oh boy. Oh yes. I that. I know was,
2: was that back when Cleveland State Bill was doing things wrong, or you know,
1: when they were no, cheating. They or? were just getting started. They hadn't they didn't have that crazy coach yet. Um, <laughs>
2: Kevin <laughs> well, Ma- Kevin for those who don't know, Kevin Mackey was this guy's name at uh, Cleveland State. Right.
1: Um, a
3: former BC assistant. I remember yeah.
1: that. I remember Kentucky getting beat by Duke on that last second shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was Carson, on my
2: list.
5: the was on Yeah.
2: one, call. I don't uh, bet, I don't know, Bill, the Steve Alford team when they won the whole thing has to be a good one.
1: Oh, that definitely was a good one in 87 they were talking about that today with Jim Behan, and he said you know we had a chance to win that game and should have won that game and that one the 76 championship also was even the 81 where they had several losses that year but came back with Isaiah Thomas and
3: the last game that NBC had and the game the night that uh, Ronald Reagan was shot
2: And, yes. Yeah. So. the one Now this is not an Iowa or anything like that. But remember the one in 89 with uh Michigan when they called the timeout that they didn't yeah. have? Yes. Yeah, Chris Webber. Three. That was 93. Yeah. Yeah. 93 against
3: North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah
5: so. Yeah, North Carolina. That was on my, yeah, that was on my list.
0: No, that's that's
1: yeah. my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. Who was
3: the one? Who was
1: the team? And I don't remember
3: who UConn beat doing this, but Tate George, they, they threw a baseball pass to him and he threw it in with the, like the two tenths of a second to go and they won the game and I remember it was Tate George and they beat somebody in 1990 but I can't remember remember who yeah it was, oh, then they was uh, in overtime to duke the next uh the next game on saturday yeah. but on thursday night they won a, a last second buzzer beater and i can't 1990, remember who the
2: big story of that year of course other than the northern iowa win over missouri was had to be loyola maramount that year yes yeah
5: loyola well, Marymount. and of course you you know we winning it that year and then duke yep. turned around the next year and yep just, yep uh, getting them back yeah that was Okay, yeah. so Robert.
2: You know, and, and, had I, North, and you know Sean, had Northern Iowa beat Minnesota, they would have been headed to the Superdome in, in that year, and I believe UNLV might have been in that regional.
5: UNLV was in the Superdome region, yes, they yeah. were. Yeah. Okay, Robert. Okay,
4: Robert. Uh, uh, I be, uh, wasn't that eighty-seven game. Wasn't that the Keith Smart uh, shot with yes, uh, uh, Indiana beat? B- 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 H- H- yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's definitely one of them, uh, and you guys have stole a couple of them. Uh, Chris Weber and the timeout and the Christian Leitner uh, shot. Th- yeah. Those are two, and of course, uh, uh, the Jim Valvano, uh, uh, North Carolina State over Houston. Yeah. That was that. Those were some, uh, some good ones. That's when college basketball was fun to watch. Oh, another
3: elite yeah, eight team we had. In New England was Rhode Island in nineteen ninety eight, and that was the team. The year that uh, Valpo had won that game. Uh, you know, in the first round to get Chris, I should hit won, me. I should mute one. you
2: for something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something like that.
3: But, but Rhode Island, uh, they, they beat uh, in the round before they lost, you know, in the uh, sweet 16, they beat Valpo. So that, to go on. And, to beat, uh, and by the, the way,
2: for those who don't know what Chris is talking about is when Valpo threw that <laughs> long pass and. uh uh, Bryce Drew in the end hit
3: Bryce Drew, yeah, uh,
2: game winning shot yeah. against Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, That was Ole Miss. And, it and certainly the thing was. Is, oh, and then to get oh yeah, and then there was. There's always the under most years the underachieving Kansas. Now we we talked about Northern yeah. Iowa, but on the way to that Elite Eight uh, in the second round, Rhode Island beat Kansas in 1998 too. Uh-huh. So uh, well, yeah, and, the, and
2: remember the year after Northern Iowa beat Kansas State, I believe it was uh, George Mason that got him next year.
5: Hmm. Yeah, George Mason got yep, them, Got
2: yep, also. Yep. Yeah. Now, and by the way, for f- in future weeks, we I'll play you some of the stuff <clears throat> with the Northern Iowa stuff because I actually have them, and I know Chris, you've heard the the down goes. You haven't heard the, the three pointer from 1990, but no I'll, no, I'll play you that one, and we'll play the down goes Kansas because so, that's
3: just good broadcasting. <laughs> yeah. 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 And all okay, right. so Sean, uh, what's left Sean, for you? Go ahead. Well, so he t- y'all took good. a bunch
5: of mine. He took a course And State This is Houston. like a thing,
3: Sean. It's like a Thanksgiving turkey. You know, you, you're you the last <laughs> one. I
5: Georgetown. Those ones, uh, I also think of North Carolina with the young freshman Michael Jordan coming in yep. and hitting that shot 82. in 82. Yeah, right. Uh, I think of that one. I go, I also go to, well, 90 and 91, because remember in 90, UNLV had just, Blown out Duke. And so they're going to play him again in 91. And they're like, oh, are we going to end it? And Duke just comes on and, you know, they win it. And then, of course, we all talk about the, the Leichner shot and Vern yep. Lundquist and that call. Vern Lundquist still says the Leichner shot, that's one of his top calls. That and the Jack Nicholas 86. Yeah, those, are, those are great and, calls. You know, yep. He puts those as his top calls that he is he's done. You know, of course for Texas, getting to the Elite 8 and 03, the Final Four and 04 I mean it was just, you know, ran into Syracuse that wasn't the T.J. Ford era uh, I mean the running horns making some, back the to Tom Penders, whatever you say about Tom Penders <laughs> you know, whatever you can say about him, but back in those early 90s days uh, with They called it the BMW, the Lance Blanks and Travis Mays and Joey Wright, that crew in the early 90s when he came from uh, Rhode Island, Texas, and put an interest in men's basketball here. And then, you know, I think, of course, and one that I remember, we were in a conference, and (laughs) and Northern Iowa and Texas were playing a first-round game, and I think it was Shaka Smart's first year. It was. And we— we were get, we were getting the call for that. You you heard my me getting the Texas call, Perry getting the Northern Iowa call. We got the West the Westwood One call eventually, but yeah. it was we were all we were watching that game, and saying, "Okay, who's gonna come? On, is it gonna be Northern Iowa? Or is it gonna be Texas?" I yeah, that remember. was cool.
2: Okay. <laughs> you know the interesting thing though on that 1991. Now, were you still in Missouri, Sean, at that time, or were you in Texas? No, by no, then? I,
5: I moved. I, I left Missouri in 1981. 81.
2: Uh, the interesting thing about that 90 when Newbie hit that three pointer, I was in study hall listening to that basketball game. And of course, I'm like, what when it happened? And the, the, oh, librarian, look, my dad the always, librarian looks back. She says, you need to be quiet. <laughs>
5: <laughs> my dad, no, because now w- after 85 and all that, my dad allowed me, if we didn't have spring break for those first two days, if I did well from eighth grade on, he allowed me to skip school and watch, stay home and watch the Thursday Friday games because he was taking personal days to skip school because he was a teacher in San Antonio, so he's like, I'll allow you if you do well in your classes and stuff, you can, you know, if it doesn't match up with, because there were two years it didn't match up with our spring break, so I got to and, skip school. And, and back then games. Sean,
2: remember too, you didn't have all the games. You only got um, on you, what you had local. Your, now, now when, in 82, well, even
5: at the end of NBC's era, but 82 all the way up until 85 on those that first night when it was 48, ESPN had the first
3: round.
4: Oh, at I love A- I loved B-
2: ESPN back
4: then. You could have one B- game go. after
2: another. You could you, you started at eleven o'clock in the morning, went right to, to well, no, all back night. Then,
5: no, back then, back then, up until '85, they were all at night because it was only ah. it was only two games. Because remember, you had twenty. Uh, Twelve teams per region, so you had your one through four seeds got to buy till Saturday, and ESPN would go directly to whatever game they would do whip around. But then CBS got it you, when it expanded; they got the whole tournament when it expanded to sixty-four in the eighty-five, eighty-six season. Oh, which right. they had games. Even from 11 then, in the though, ESP,
2: even then though, Sean, ESPN had games at, on fr- Thursday and Friday because the Northern Iowa game was an ESPN game. Yeah.
4: Um, By the way, one one other baseball note to throw in here. I just heard it come across the radio that I'm listening to. Apparently, LeBron James... Is now that's right. part, we forgot. Yeah. part owner of the Boston Red Sox, apparently, right? MLB
3: has to approve it, but and that's probably just standard procedure uh, for any person that's brought into a team. An ownership
4: apparently, team. he bought into Fenway Sports, and now he's going to be part owner of the. I wonder how
2: much of the percentage he bought into the team. I don't, I don't know, but that's not the first time because remember, Pat Mahomes also has that with the Royals. That,
5: yeah, well, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, well, any callers about any memories, sir? We don't have yeah. any callers at all. Wow. Well, we our, ha, we have a lot of callers that can't remember anything. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> we're about to lose, we're about to really lose them
6: because
2: we're including about, including yeah. our
3: long phone number. That yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Jamal's still yeah. celebrating
5: Andy Dalton. So
6: well, he, yeah. Was yeah. In, he was he was
2: in, in for a while, and then we <laughs> talked about that, and he left the building. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
5: well,
3: and we're really going to lose our listeners now as as we're talking about who died. So yeah. <laughs> all right here we go and coming up uh, the second one i've got uh, bill in case you want to if you're with us and i uh, can do I'm, the audio is, uh, if you got joe you got joe tate uh, ready for i'm
1: second ready to one. go anytime yes
3: okay, okay. Right. so we'll do our first death uh, just because it's on my sheet and then uh, we'll play joe tate and then we'll talk about him so uh, steve uh, Meyer, uh 77 years old uh, 68 for 73 was an assistant coach uh, an offensive line coach and defensive line coach at various points at, in Colorado. 74 assistant and offensive line at Georgia Tech. And special teams for the Chiefs, 75 through 77. Special teams for uh, the Raiders in both Oakland and Los Angeles uh, from 79 through 86. Then the GM of the Chargers from 87 through 89. And then the Raiders Raiders director of... Uh, uh, football operations from 90 through 94, and then the GM of the Rams, the St. Louis Rams, from 95 through 96. And then uh, the uh, so he's decided to, yeah, he he moved, he, he made the that's funny, that's the year they both moved. And so he goes uh, with the Rams out of uh, Los Angeles to St. Louis and doesn't go with the Raiders who he was working for before out of Los Angeles. Yeah, and then the special teams for Green Bay in 99. And then the tight ends coach and special teams and assistant head coach uh, for uh, Kentucky in 03 through 09. And then, uh, let's see, the uh, Hall of – let's see. Uh, Oh, I think he – I I don't know. There's something here about uh, 2015 and 2018 with the Raiders. But I'm not sure what he, what he did for the Raiders at the end. Maybe some sort of consultancy. I don't have it written down. Okay, now the next guy, and Bill's going to give us some audio here uh, as soon as I uh, shut up, and then I'll give you the information on him, is Joe Tate, longtime voice of both the Cleveland Cavaliers and, for a while, the Cleveland Indians. Uh, uh, mostly on TV for the Indians, but a lot about seven years on radio. So we'll see what we have from Joe Tate. Great announcer.
0: We begin with breaking news tonight. Legendary, longtime Cleveland broadcaster and the voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Joe Tate, has passed away. Jim Donovan joins us now with more. Joe Tate, great guy, great broadcaster. Absolutely, Russ and Laura, I'll tell you what. There are many great basketball broadcasters. People will talk about the great Chick Hearn of the Los Angeles Lakers. Marv Albert, when he was the voice of the Knicks. The gravelly voice, Johnny Moist, of those great Celtic teams in Boston. That's okay. In Cleveland, we had Joe Tate. And nobody was better than the great voice of the Cavaliers, who left us at the age of 83. Joe Tate has passed away. That career, coming to the Cavaliers as their broadcaster started, in 1970, and it stretched all the way to 2011 when Joe finally stepped away. He was having health issues at that time, which have continued up until the time of his death. A Hall of Famer into the Basketball Hall of Fame media wing, inducted in in the 2010 year. You know, there was a time, ladies and gentlemen, when not every game was on television, but that was okay in Cleveland because all you had to do was go to the radio, tune on 1100 AM, and listen. Listen to Joe Tate put pictures to words and make a game come alive with great calls. Let's go back in time and listen to some of them. Here comes the play. Unsell laps it underneath, starting off oh, the three. Ball took the Missionary. Shoots up. No up. The Cavaliers. Cavaliers the Cavaliers win. The Looking. Fires to Doherty. Back to Wheelow. The three in the air. And- Looks, looks, fires to LeBron, three ball in the air. He hit it! He hit it! He hit it! Absolutely gives you chills. He was that great. Quick story to end on here, and it's personal for me. You all remember that famous game out at the old Richfield Coliseum? Game five of that playoff series, Cavs and Bulls. Michael Jordan hits the shot to break our hearts. But back and forth, they went all game long. Bulls one point lead, Cavs one point lead. I was speeding out to the Coliseum to get to the game on time to get post game reaction. And it was a masterpiece. Listening to the game on- on the radio to the point that when i arrived at the coliseum and pulled into the parking lot i didn't want to get out of the car the game in real person couldn't match what i was listening to on the radio that's how great joe tate was at calling basketball none better and we miss him already laura a powerful story and quite a name jim thank you so much we'll check back in with you in just a bit
2: Wow, and you know, uh, to be honest, that's a pretty good announcer. Giving credit to a you know another good is. announcer, yeah.
3: Jim Jim Dunovan yeah. is the voice of the Cleveland Browns, and of course, he does uh, TV anchoring there in Cleveland. And yeah. Cleveland's had their share of good announcers. You know, when you, you yeah. Tom Hamilton, Joe Tate, uh, you know Nev Chandler before Jim Dunovan, I mean, they've they've had some good ones. So uh, you
0: only and, you only
2: wish Joe Tate would have made it long enough to see them win the title. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that, that yeah. Well, at least he saw it, but he wasn't able to broadcast right. it, but Joe yeah. Tate was 83 years old. He, uh, Cleveland radio from 1970, uh, that's when the team came into existence, came into the league with the Buffalo Braves and the Portland Trailblazers, 70 through 81. Then uh, then radio for the New Jersey Nets and for the 81-82 season because Ted Stepien was the owner, and he, uh, even, no matter what Joe said, I guess he couldn't do anything right for Ted Stepien, who <laughs> was the worst owner probably sports ever saw. Luckily, yeah. he only owned the Cavs for about three years. never slowed him. <laughs> oh, why, is he there <laughs> yeah. too? I didn't know he was there. 81 no, and no, 80- no. All the oh. players he traded to. Oh, okay. Yeah, all, yeah. There you go. Yeah. 81 and 82 in uh, New Jersey for the Nets. Then uh, the Chicago Bulls on TV for 82 and 83, the uh, the pay channel in Chicago that they had started up. I think that would have been the channel that Ken Harrelson left Boston to go. on for.
5: TV is what it was called. TV okay. and
3: sports station. Sports station, that's what they called it. And then yeah. came back uh, to, uh, it was bought by Fox later. Then he came back uh, to the Cavs for 83 through 2011 and did some TV uh, for the Cavaliers between 88 and 92. And then the Indians, he started with, uh, on the radio for the Indians in 73 through 79. Nick Miletti the then owner of the Cavaliers, bought 3WE, uh, the big station at 1100. And he had the Cavaliers and he had the Indians. So he put Joe Tate on the Indians from 73 through 79. Then uh, TV for the Indians from 80 through 87. And then uh, uh, 97 through 04, uh, the radio WNBA Cleveland uh, Rockers he did. And uh, let's see. And, I and you see.
5: always, you always saw like cause, and he he knew because Gordon when Gordon Gund owned the owned the team he knew hey my owner's listening and you know He's blind, you always yeah. heard when they mm-hmm. when they talk about Gordon Gund you'd always hear the voice of Joe Tate when they you know him at the game listening that's right to Joe Tate
3: well yeah. you know he knew he had a great announcer there so uh, that was that was cool Ohio Radio and TV Hall of Fame in ninety two and uh he was, in 04, he was the o four is a founding member of the indiana broadcaster uh, hall of fame and he uh and he got the uh, Kurt Gowdy award from the nba that's that uh, media uh, Hall of fame in um in two thousand ten and he, uh, he had kidney disease and liver failure at eighty three years old and he was from i guess Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh, doesn't sound much like Larry Bird, but uh, anyway. <laughs> home of the Sycamores. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Then we have Norm Sherry, 89 years old. And he was uh, he died in a nursing home of natural causes. He was uh, with the Dodgers from 59 through 62, and the Mets in 63. He was a backup catcher. He backed up Johnny Roseboro for the Dodgers. 194 games, uh, 497 at-bats. 107 hits, 18 homers, 29 uh, RBIs, and a 215 uh, batting average. Then he went uh, on to become a great pitching coach. Uh, he coached for the California Angels from 70 through 71, and then managed in their farm system from 72 through 75. Then the California coach again in 76. Montreal uh, pitching coach from uh, 70, hang on, I lost my place, uh, 78 through 81, I think uh hang on a minute uh coach yeah seventy eight eighty one san diego eighty two through eighty four san francisco 86 through ninety one managed for the angels uh, uh, themselves in from seven twenty four seventy six replaced dick williams to uh seven eleven seventy seven and then uh, he uh, re- uh, again he replaced dick williams then seventy six through uh, uh, Eighty. Uh, let's see. Oh, his managing record was seventy six, seventy one. Why did he get fired? He was over five hundred. <laughs> um, yeah. You, he one of nine uh, Jewish managers. I didn't realize there had been so few. Uh, gave, gave. I've got some of them here. Gave Kapler, uh, Bob Melvin, uh, Brad Osmond. yep. Uh. Lou Boudreau. I didn't even know he was Jewish. Uh, Larry Rothschild and um, and let's see, let's see. I think that's. Uh, he was in the uh, Southern California Jewish Hall of Fame in 94. And then uh, he helped Sandy Koufax turn it around as a, as a player. You know, he's not a coach yet. But he told in spring training in 61, he told Sandy to take a little off his fastball, and that would solve his control problem. It did, and the rest was history. He had a great the rest of his career. First part of it was he was kind of an average pitcher, just kicking around, and he really was on the Dodgers for a couple of years because he was a bonus baby and came from Brooklyn. But you know, after he uh, slowed up on that fastball a little bit, he started to get the ball over, and he was unhittable. So there you go. Okay, Marvin Hagler, and we'll have Robert talk about him in a, in a minute. Uh, Sixty-six years old, and we'll talk about the little controversy that uh, started. Sixty-six uh, years old uh, changed it to uh, illegally to marvelous Marvin Hagler in 82, because announcers didn't say it. They just would introduce him in the fights as Marvin Hagler. He boxed for 73 through 87. Uh, North American Middleweight Championship eight twenty three seventy seven. Then the Massachusetts Middleweight Championship eleven twenty six seventy seven. I always thought we were North America, but I guess we're not. <laughs> uh, then we had the, the Undisputed Championship of the World, which you don't see anybody to have of anything anymore, pretty much. Yeah. From 80 through 87 and then he lost to uh, Sugar Ray Leonard on four hundred six eighty seven, a fight that we went uh, over to our friend Charlie's house and paid to watch. four of us were yeah, there watching it that, that night. Was,
4: that was the very first fight I ever paid for. Matter of fact, I, I told the story on our phone system. I'll tell it here. Um, in 87, uh, I was living in an apartment building, and the cable company that we have around here, back then, they offered a special deal. If you bought WrestleMania three. You got the fight for the exact same price, so I got both, and mm-hmm. because uh, I I used to be a big wrestling fan back then, so I got I got the uh, I got WrestleMania three, and I got I got the fight, and of course I had a bunch of guys over on both occasions, and and uh, had good p- good parties, but uh, I sw- and Sugar Rail Leonard did not win that fight. I, no. I I scored I scored it for Marvin Hagler. Uh, but I learned well, Sugar Ray Leonard, whenever he fought in Vegas, they were going to give him the fight, and that's exactly what happened. Well, yeah, and, no, back, okay. and back and back then, because of the uh, twelve round rule, hasn't been it hadn't been in effect yet. They told both of these guys, hey, you guys can fight 15 rounds if you want to. But uh, Sugar Ray Leonard was the big-time fighter back then, and he had more negotiating power. So he wanted Marvin Hagler to fight 12 rounds, and he also wanted it, wanted him to wear the 10-ounce gloves because, see, most of Hagler's career, he fought with 8-ounce gloves, and that's why he had 52 knockouts in his 62 wins. He, he was 62... and with 52 knockouts, and Leonard did not want to deal with 8-ounce gloves, so he made him fight with 10 ounces, and he he decided he wanted 12 rounds instead of 15. Had that been a 15-round fight, Marvin Hagler would have definitely won it. And, of course, Hagler got so disgusted after that fight, he uh, walked away from boxing and ended up moving to Italy and, uh, I guess, had a very successful movie career while he was over there.
3: Yeah, and then yeah, came and, back to uh, New Hampshire. Uh, yeah, living, yeah living and
5: then uh, You know, and I think Hagler's best fight, I, I think, was his uh, was the Hagler Hearns. Oh, that yeah, Hag- that that will be on highlight highlight reels for yeah, for yeah. in my yeah. lifetime. Me being forty eight years old, <laughs> I think that's the best fight in my lifetime.
3: Hagler Hearns, because. Yeah, I mean- it was on uh, May 15th of 85, and he beat him in the third round on CKO. So yeah, well,
4: uh, and that, all three all three rounds of that fight, they did nothing but stand in the middle of the mm-hmm. ring and beat the living daylights yeah. out of one another. I mean, for, and, it was short,
5: but they just, yeah. I mean, they went at each other.
4: Man. That was just... <laughs> yeah, and... Okay. Uh, I, I guarantee you, you will never see two fighters do that today.
3: Uh-huh. No. No, not. no. So, uh, 63, uh, 62 3 and two, 52 knockouts, as you said. Yep. And he also beat Robert, Roberto Durband on 11-10-83. So, that was another right. big fight of his. Yep. And you guys remember, let's see if you, anybody remembers this trivia question. Who was busy ruining their sports career that night?
0: Uh, I came it, home and I
3: heard this story. November November of, of
4: 83? Weeks.
3: Uh, no, no, in eighty seven, four zero six eighty seven. Uh, that's a good question. Al Campanis.
4: Oh, that's right. That was, that, on, was he, 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 he that was an act. He appeared on.
3: He appeared on Night Right. That's the first I remember of of somebody getting fired for a racial remark. I think yeah. you know that. Uh, I yeah, don't that know was if it happened before, night, but. but. Yeah, yeah. It's the same Hagler, night because I came home and heard that story. And what what he said was that uh, they asked him, and it was just an innocuous question. It was the 40th anniversary of Jackie Robinson starting, you know, in baseball at 47. Yeah. And, you know, he was a Dodger in the Dodger organization for many years. They said, "Why is it there aren't you know more black managers?" And they expect him to give up. "Oh, there should be, but oh, well, they just don't have the necessities." In other yeah. words, you know, the mentality to yeah, do yeah. it. And that was the end of his but career.
5: I couldn't believe. Yeah, but that. Back to Hagler. Back to Hagler. I want to say. Those four, Hagler, Kearns, Leonard Duran, I mean, there were always good fights in the lower classes, but they made the non heavyweights popular. And from then on, where you saw people getting behind people like an Oscar de la Hoya and a Julio Cesar Chavez and, you know, then Mayweather and Pacquiao and all these guys, they made it cool to like the non-heavyweights for the casual fan
3: so then we get to the little controversy here the marvin Hagler had trouble breathing on friday night and then chest pains and not known if related to covid or not and his family uh didn't really uh say about that but then uh he died on saturday and then thomas hearns Decides that he's going to say whether he has any information or not. He's just going to say that Marvin Hagler uh, had problem with a vaccine. It was a vaccine reaction, and uh, he, he died. You know, and now that, that was the, the anti-vaxxers. Yeah, yep. and then the anti-vaxxers jumped on. Then Hearns tries to get out of it and and say, okay, you know, I, I you know, it, I didn't want the anti-vaxxers to get a hold of this. Well, since you didn't know what you, you know, the family's not saying this. And were they that, you know, I had do you know anything, you know, in the behind the scenes with boxing, uh, whether they were really good friends or uh, hung know, out or anything?
4: I, no. Uh, as a matter of fact, the two of them could not stand one another. Uh, no. Mar- matter of fact, when Marvin Hagler left boxing, he did not stay in touch with anybody involved with boxing. He didn't give any interviews. He didn't do anything. Uh, because he was so, he he told everybody that the boxing was corrupt. I got ripped off. Nobody should pay attention to the sport anymore, you know. And yeah. he yeah. wanted the only way he wanted to come back and fight is if he could get Sugar Ray Leonard to give him a rematch. And of course, Leonard wasn't going to do that, you know. Uh, he uh, that was, that was a horrible decision.
3: Uh, I don't know. But, that, that's just a weird thing for Hearns yeah, to do. And I'm yeah. wondering if we're going to find out. That uh, he's got issues later on. Yeah, well, I've life. heard
4: Thomas Hearns
5: interviewed, and he definitely has issues. He's he <laughs> yeah, and there, there and it was not related to anything COVID or vaccine. No, yeah. was he was having no, chest not, pains, and, and uh, that's not what uh, his the said,
4: no. the family and the doctors officially said his de- the cause of death yeah. was because of natural causes. So, right. Yeah. His
5: wife Kay said it was
4: chest pains,
3: and yeah, you know, right. So it was. Okay, so we have two more deaths to do, and that'll be it. Uh, Calvin Jackson. By the way, I believe,
2: Chris, we have set a record this week. I believe this is going to be the longest show ever. This is the
3: week to do it because we had a lot to talk about, that's for sure. Yeah, I think we would. I think we beat that Super Bowl show that we uh, had a couple of years ago. Okay, Calvin Jackson, 48 years old, undisclosed uh, cause of death. He played for the Dolphins, defensive back from 94 through 99, and Birmingham's Thunderbolts. Of the XFL and in, uh, in 01, 57. He started 57 of 75 games. Four interceptions, one uh, touchdown, and one fumble uh, on an interception, one fumble recovery, Then six playoff games. I didn't know the man. Dolphins managed to get into six playoff games those years, <laughs> man, and yeah. uh, one interception in those six games, and man, one. Fumble I got more recovery. breaking NFL news when we're done with the. Okay, depth. and then uh, sure. in Auburn at Auburn in '93, he intercepted a Danny Werfel pass and ran it back 96 yards for a touchdown, which was the second longest Auburn return. I remember of an interception. that. Uh, yes. in you know, in '93, <laughs> and uh, and then after he retired from football, he uh, did some uh, coaching, and he was also a caterer in the Miami area. And the last guy is Frankie De La Cruz. Now we talk about well-traveled people. Well, here we go. <laughs> this guy, 37 years old, and uh, I'm not. And he had a heart attack. Wow. But anyway, that, that's was, awful young. But yeah, he, that's, from Santo yeah. Domingo in the Dominican Republic. In uh, he six, played six games for the Tigers in 07, Six games for the Florida in '08. Three games for San Diego in '09. <laughs> then he played in Japan in 2010, Milwaukee in 2011, in uh, in uh, let's see, and then China in 2012, uh, Mexico in 14, <laughs> winter leagues, uh, in, uh, off and on, and then Italy in 16, and then the Mexican league again in 18 and 19, and then the winter league again in 20, and then the Dominican 26 games. And he is not going to the Hall of Fame with eight point one six ERA <laughs> and twenty strikers. Yeah. So I don't know okay. how he got wow. to keep on being. A, he must have been a lefty. That's all I can say. I have yeah. no idea. Uh,
5: and well, one of the Mex- just- and the Mexican League is about like our AAA. So you, yeah, they'll take those. They'll, yeah, and Japan, below. Japan is so, yeah,
3: get, well, no, a,
5: Japan a. no Japan's above the Mexican League. The, Japan is kind of between AAA and the majors. Mexican League is like the next level down as far okay. as the pro. Yeah. yeah.
3: So yeah, a well-traveled. So whenever we think of well-traveled, uh, yeah. that would be the guy.
4: And one other piece of NFL news, in case Rick didn't have this one, I didn't hear him mention it. Marvin Jones has left the Detroit Lions and has signed a yeah. two-year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars for $14 million. So he goes from one losing team to another. That's yeah,
3: but anybody <laughs> worth their salt is leaving the Detroit Lions, I think. You know, At yeah. all possible. They're going to be terrible.
5: Anyway, there yeah. you go. All, all right. Wrap her up. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get on out of here with this record-setting uh, Sports <laughs> Times Live, and first of all, I want to reiterate, Bill, good luck on your surgery. You're going to get through it, and when you're back, we... We will definitely be back stronger than ever, I believe. We'll set more and records
2: for you, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> well,
5: yeah, we will set more records we, for we you, then, Bill. We will your and, endurance but, is what we're going to do. I'm yeah. you know, putting
0: it for overtime, but, uh, by
5: the way. <laughs> and you know, you, Yeah, we're in overtime. We're, uh, we, yeah, extra innings right now. Uh, and you can download this podcast. If you need to go back and get anything, like go into legendoldies.com. Or you can type in Sports Lounge Live in your Podcatcher, have it delivered to you, or tell your smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts, or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. So until next week when we'll be almost, we'll be, yeah, we'll be at the Sweet 16 next week. And we'll see more free agents and closer to opening day. We'll see you next week. All right.